You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 55, recorded February 8th, 2020. The topic of tonight is Last Days on Crack and Mare. Uh, I am your host for this evening, Orchid. I am Elamist. This is Hyven. And this is Mrs. Hyven. Yay, we made it through that part. Uh, we encourage <laughs> feedback. Stop laughing. <laughs> um, feedback can be sent to us uh, on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can send it to me at hey, it's Orchid. You can send it to Mrs. Hyven at Mrs. underscore Hyven. Uh, you can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Uh, or you can review the podcast wherever you can find the podcast, except on Spotify. Um, and if you leave you a review. You can find it there. You just can't review it. <laughs> if you leave a review, like, let us know so we can see it. And thank you for it. Because all reviews are super, super helpful. Um, also, you, can, you guys, what? all I want for Valentine's Day is reviews. Is Actually, that? not even Valentine's Day. I'm going to make this even thicker. All I want, that was maybe poor choice of words. All I want for my anniversary from you guys, reviews. So if you love me and you want to make this anniversary extra special for me, as my wedding anniversary is this month, mm-hmm. reviews. That'd be great. Oh, That'd I was going to say just leave reviews because it makes us happy, but leave reviews no, because I'm Mrs. Hyman wants I'm making it reviews. even stronger. Okay. Leave them because it'll make my anniversary better. I don't know I don't what Hyven thinks of it that. Will. It'll make me happier and a happier wife. It's a happier life. <laughs> they say that. <laughs> See, Orchid, that's why you need to make me happier, okay? Um, wow, I can make myself happy. <laughs> that's not the thing to say. I am perfectly happy on my own. <laughs> did we even get through? How far did we even get into this episode? We're still in feedback right now. Yeah, podcast news. Yeah, we're in podcast news. I would say I didn't even know we had a feedback section. Yeah, (laughs) mentorate is that kite? Good what? I don't know. Let's keep going. Um, you can also leave a review in our Discord. Please join our Discord channel. The link is on Twitter. Um, I've tweeted it out a few times. Uh, if you want to join our Discord and you can't find the link, it should be in the description of the podcast episode. Yeah, it's also pinned to our Guardians of Lore Twitter. Additionally, mm-hmm. when you get there, you're probably only going to see the welcome page. Read the rules because there's an action required to actually get access to everything else. Just mm-hmm. so you guys have agreed to the terms and services and blah, blah, blah. Yes. But I promise you it's not as long as like Apple's. It's it's a couple bullet points. It is because we're not trying to actually like own their soul and then sell yeah. them to Basically. slavery or something. Yeah. So you guys can actually read it. Real quick, Pretty sorry, much. Mrs. Hyven, I can't turn you up at this moment in time because I've already gotten everything started. You were just a little quiet. If you could either move maybe the mic just a little closer. How's this now? Well, whispering makes it well, hard I'm still whispering. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You mean moving it closer and whispering didn't do the trick? That's better. What? Who would have thought? And here thought? I thought this was an ASMR podcast. Ooh. Would you like me to breathe deeply? Into, okay. This like pop <laughs> thing is like blowing my air back at me. Don't like that. 
Yeah, he's we off can the podcast. Totally do an ASMR. Uh, Gregor, I love your name, that. by the way. It's just fun to say. So, okay. Gregor. Um, you can also find us and our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there. They haven't kicked us out. Nope. <laughs> In fact, Don't think they, they plan were requesting more information. Yeah, they from want us. more from us. So, in fact, Crazy. they added me to their yes. Discord server. Guys, the and crucible I'm just is like, here. <laughs> Why? So, oh, speaking of which, I have not <laughs> paid attention. No. Orchid tried to run away from the Discord server. I did. So I messaged Blue and was like, "Hey, go invite Orchid. Not sure how to get her on there. Think I may have invited her, but not sure." Oh. So having Blue invite her meant she couldn't run away. Well, it was true. I did get I all of the... Uh... <laughs> because he sent me an invitation and then essentially told me I'm not allowed to run away. Chains are on my ankles tied to a desk. Okay. <laughs> uh, not like that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um. So, podcast news, our listen level is over 9,000 listens. Thank you so much. We're almost at (gasps) 10,000. Can't believe it. People have listened to our episodes over 9,000 times in total. It's crazy. It's crazy. When they're trying to go to sleep. We put everyone to sleep, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, we also have 400 followers on Twitter. Thank you for following That literally us. happened this afternoon. Yay! I've been sitting there like watching the number creep. So we've actually gained 50 followers between our Not Arf special where I interrupted Arf to announce that we had just hit 350 to now. Hooray! So it's kind of exciting. Feels like a pretty big milestone. It Obviously big getting milestone. that nice round 500 is also going to be like super yeah. exciting. But honestly, every single follow is exciting for me. Um, I, I love hitting that follow back button when we get a new follower. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, because just like you guys follow us to support us, we want to make sure that we do the same for you guys. Yes. That Please is do. less than 10 episodes. We've gotten 50 followers really? in less than 10 episodes. Yay. That's Yay. awesome. So it's really exciting. Um, I know a lot of that has to do with the support that we've also received from other um podcasters and lore outlets um mm-hmm. although it was never aired you know we got a lot from just um chatting with beard i know we've gotten more recently just from the mm-hmm. upcoming hype about uh wicked jester and man at arms so thank you to those who are willing to even associate with us <laughs> um because that also helps us to grow our audience and make more lore nerds just like us yay so to those lore content creators and just content creators in general Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah. So um, we also have a new t-shirt winner. So Mrs. Hyven, do you yes. want to talk about that and tell us what happened? So we're super sad. I Like you guys know, I was having nightmares about pushing the button too early because I was so excited to push the button. Um, but I pushed it. And unfortunately, our first winner never responded. Kind of a sad day. If and when he ever does respond to my email. We'll still send him a shirt. Um, But in the meantime, we wanted the excitement of sending someone an actual shirt and having a first person get it. Um, So we redrew a name. So we have an additional winner. Like I said, if Patrick ever reaches back out, we're still going to send him a shirt. So that's why I say another winner because 
Patrick's shirt is still there for him when he wants it and is ready for it. Um, but we got in contact with Nick this week. He was our new winner. Um, we got color, size, everything picked out, style, and it was um, – the order was placed yesterday. When did I do that? Yesterday? Thursday? One of those days. Anyways, it's been placed, and his shirt is due to arrive before the official drop of our store. So I am very excited that that still gets Yay. to happen. Um, he'll have, like, maybe a good solid week or two before anybody else gets their shirt. Um so congratulations, Nick. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, thank you for entering the contest. Uh, to everyone, thank you for entering the contest. Yeah. And um, we'll have more contests coming up too. Yeah, we it's have really exciting. More shirts, more contests. There's sure the store is getting so much closer and I'm realizing like mm-hmm. it's coming. It's I almost here. Need to I need to work a little more. Yeah. Um, I need to yeah, I need to uh, right now we've got our regular Guardians of Lore shirts up and we've got them up in a lot of different styles. As of right now, um, cheese is a meal is only up in the basic t-shirt style for man for male and female. Um, and hot takes is done. Hashtag hot takes is done. It just needs to be um, uploaded. And those will also be uploaded in the same basic short sleeve t-shirt style for male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, if for whatever reason you guys go on there and you see another style that we have something on and you really want that, um, just reach out. I can easily put it up there. I just mm-hmm. didn't want to bombard the store with a bunch of extra styles in every shirt. Um, but if I find that that's becoming more of a thing, I can add that. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you listening with small children and you totally want cheeses and meal shirts or onesies for them, let me know. I can make that happen too. <laughs> I want to get one. We do have, we have, um, we have, onesies toddler shirts and kid shirts all uh for the guardians of lore i now uh, know what to get my nephew for christmas yep my Yay. niece is gonna have cheese as a meal and my sister's gonna have nothing that she's gonna be able to do about it so <laughs> I can't let wait. me know what you need me to post that in orchid I'll yeah, get that yeah. So, yeah. thank you yeah i'll send you a size okay um <laughs> So I would like to announce something very exciting. A couple weeks ago on Twitter, um, Wicked Chester, Man at Arms, and a couple other people, we were all fighting over warlocks and titans because it's fun. Because he's like, handheld supernova is totally OP. And we're like, no, it's not. It's the only thing we have. Warlocks because are so sad. Because charge. <laughs> and so well. I was like, all right, um, the two of you can settle this on our podcast. And they're like, cool. So uh, they are both going to be on, on, was it the 22nd? The 22nd. Yes. 22nd. Should be our so, episode uh, next week. That's our episode. will be out uh, the 25th. The it will not be a live Jester. stream. It yes. will not no, be. Will not we're be just going to record it. It's <laughs> not a live insanity. stream. Um, so we're going to have Wicked Jester and Man at Arms. We're actually going to be, it's not going to be a lore book. We're going to be doing um, exotic armor lore cards. And then there's gonna fighting be like, over what's better, Titans or Warlocks. There's going to be like three <laughs> lore cards, but the majority of the time is going to be me Just playing referee, them, them going at it, I don't Mrs. Know about that. and Orchid cheering them on. It's not going to be that. like that. You are <laughs> no, incorrect. I have thoughts. I am a you Titan. Yes. Not to mention I am the Crucible Doomfangs. There's so. I can go off on plenty of Titan exotics and Peregrine Greaves. <laughs> yeah. For sure. No. Warlocks gonna... are horrible. I'll tell you now. Handheld supernova is the worst thing ever invented. So stay tuned for it's me and Mrs. Hive are gonna fight. 
It's all we have. Orchid and warlocks Elemental are Perfect. not the worst. We're gonna have, so, what, yeah. don't three hate on our fluffy, and fabulous. We want three yeah. warlocks and okay. three titans. So. Um, okay, so we will continue we this argument. So this is that a episode. taste of what we're gonna um, get. Here's in two a weeks. Snapchat. We're gonna be talking about Perry Greaves probably because it's a man at arms, but it's his choice on what he wants to talk about. Um, and probably um, controversial hold, and we'll pick a. You know what? How about this? If you have a hunter exotic you want us to talk about that you think is OP in the Crucible, uh, send me a tweet about it at Hey It's Orchid, and we can talk about that because I have no idea what hunter exotic we want to talk about, even though I pretty much main a hunter, but it's just, it just depends. So um, yeah, let us know. I was, so idea. you're a hunter, but you're still giving warlocks love? What's wrong? Yeah. Because I love warlocks. Warlocks nope. are gonna be my first love always. See, I was thinking Celestial Nighthawk just for hilarity's sake, but yeah, no. if you guys come up with something better, let us know. No, these are these are useful in Crucible um, uh, exotics. That's what I'm setting the the rule to be. I mean, you're not honestly, gonna use you're not gonna use Celestial are... Nighthawk in. It's true, but Peregrine Greaves yeah. are not actually the most useful in PvP. No. Mostly PvE. Right, that's, why but... I said it was, that's why I said it was his choice. Okay. But Handhold Supernova I mean, is going to be the you can knee someone out of their super one shot. It was more mm -hmm. of an accomplishment yeah, when you supers had more health. Out of their super. Exactly. I was gonna say, it was more yeah, accomplishing when you, you couldn't do that. It's, it's easier to knee someone out of their super than to snipe someone Have out of their super. Have you gotten close to tickle fingers before? It's scary to get close to someone yes, like that, but it is so Because I'm worry. usually the one doing it. Exactly my point. <laughs> Why does that sound so sexual? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> tickle fingers is the most sexual. Anyway, um, so we'll, you have that to look forward to. Uh, next week is our um, Crimson Days special. So that'll come out at the very end of Crimson Days. Maybe, if Elmas figures that out. Yeah, Elmas doesn't know what he's doing. Yes, next week. Yeah. Like, literally, I just had a pun. That's it. You said you wanted an episode. No. You said you wanted a Crimson Day episode because you had a pun. No, you said you wanted a whole episode. Yes, you did. And I'm not going to be here, so you guys can have to fight amongst yourselves what you're talking about. Anyway. Don't worry. I'm sure we can put to pull together a little bit yeah. more. We're just going to read every lore card that insinuates sex between guardians. That's we'll not, talk about it. But okay. There's there are cards. There are relationships in the game you guys can talk about. Yeah. Um. So anyway, if if you have to, you can talk about Mara and Shax, and they're dying uh, for each other. What? What was that? What was that? Um. Wow. Do you want to talk about that? For real, um, because I It's not undying love Shax. for each other. Uh, Shax loves her. Wow. Yeah. She does not love him. Especially based she off of the really new Crimson Days uh, video mm -hmm. that was shown, it was kind of just like Mara waving him she off. She does not love him. Really? I thought yeah. she was asking for like an after sex high five. You know? Mm -hmm. No, it was an after sex move fire. along. <laughs> I really thought she was asking for an after sex high five. <laughs> No, she told him to I it was read the Tempest, she was like, and uh, he set the book on fire. Yep. With arc yeah. energy. So, yep. Set on fire. Yeah. High five. That's because he can <laughs> quote that thing. Right? That's he, he quotes can, it. He quoted it for memory. He doesn't have to quote it. He knows the entire thing. Because yeah. Yeah. He just, Another snapshot at what next week will He got real like. close into her ear and said, don't worry, Mara. I know it from memory. And then... <laughs> 
I don't <laughs> that need to He's read gonna the shout book. it out one line at a time during sex. Uh, oh Shakespeare is the well, one thing I would never shout out during sex. My God. To be or never mind. I'm gonna stop before. <laughs> nope. Um, so I know like, that like you're, you're missing the fact. It's Shax. He's gonna be yelling out, "This is amazing!" <laughs> no, he's not. What? No. What? It's not over until the fat lady sings. More grenades. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's it's. <laughs> so anyway, just like describe all of us in the bedroom. <laughs> That was I don't know, Orchid does <laughs> it, right? Yeah, more grenades. Well. Uh, anyway, um, the day after we know? record our uh, Wicked Jester Man at Arms episode is the quarterly lore review, which is going to be like 11 billion people. Um, we're going to be doing it's it on Google Hangouts. That'll it is be exciting. Packed. I have to Apparently, figure all that stuff out. I'm not allowed to run away from that, I was told. Do we know I'm for pretty sure, sure we're, we're bringing the biggest no. crew. We can want to let you know if you guys are you receiving information about all that. I have missed that because I have not got any notifications in Discord. So, so it started in Twitter with just yeah. the. You don't have to go over it. Right just I'm not missed tweet. anything yet, right? No, but yeah, the discussion okay. is in the Lore Network Discord. Oh, then I don't have that. You're mm-hmm. on there. I haven't got any updates. Hmm. Anyway, I'll make sure you get um, so the info. It's the stream is going to start sure. at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern. So you can look forward to that. We'll tweet about it before it comes up, and you can look uh, you can look it up at the Lore Network on Twitter. Um, is that right? I thought it was starting so. at eight Central Time, which is like 10 Eastern. No, I mine said six. No, Central is only invitation. one hour behind Eastern. Is it? Yeah, I thought it was two. Mm-mm. Nope, just one. Well, anyways. You're yep. thinking mountain. There's, there's some interesting information. Two hours. What time did you Anyway, say? it's going to start at 9 a.m. Um, okay. Eastern. What time? On the 23rd. Oh, I thought it yep. was 9 a.m. Central. We'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. No, it's 8, 8 a.m. Central this okay. time, honey, because they moved it by an hour um, because I think there's the potential for Mylan uh, mm-hmm. to be on it. And so with him being yeah. in Australia, they're trying to change the time That makes sense. Bit. Yep, yep, yep. Also, It'll be a fun be one, guys. it's 6 a.m. my time, and then I have to go to work that day. So, cool. We'll see. We'll see. Orchid at 6 a.m. It's going to be. So you start the day awesome and then it goes downhill from there. It's. uh, Yeah. It's obviously. (laughs) Dude. After the last one, I had to take a nap. It was just so. Yeah. Last time, I don't know if I was like hurrying to get. To go to a job. Yeah. I had to leave for work. Mm -hmm. You were leaving that day for work. So I hope I don't have to go anywhere this time. So that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god we are still on podcast news one more thing uh we have a patreon that we're starting i think in march uh um, actually i'm looking to get it up and operational in the next couple days okay well never mind then. I, I have disagreements about that but me too i don't want people I'd to like pay to... an entire month if, if they're only going to get half a month i also want to see what don't... we got on yeah there, so so, yeah, I'd so like it. we're super professional. We've talked about this, not. Yeah. So I'm just kidding. But we'll figure this out. We'll we'll have it up. You yeah. guys will notice um, when stuff happens. If you guys have any ideas on tears that you'd like, um, honestly, probably if you give us a dollar, like we'll send you cat pictures and dog pictures, and you'll get like our show notes probably. So hi Chaleski. I hope you're not disappointed by our faces. Yeah. Hi Chaleski. Next... It's interesting to see. Sometimes I wear glasses. I Sometimes I don't. Today. 
Good you know what I want to just I'm comment on? Mrs. Ivan like did her hair up this morning. She was like, I'm going to look so good for the stream. And then she put her hair up in a It like, was not working. Bun. But look, guys, I'm wearing a shirt. Oh, yeah. I There's like a, a moment I thought sneak she was just preview for boobs. Those are sneak preview of our... Well, now it happens to all no, of a sudden right pixelate for me. I but don't have a shirt. I have my marathon shirt on. Your camera's well, struggling I'm the only to one focus. access to our store. What, honey? You were, your camera, it was just struggling to focus on you. for So I don't know how clear it was. But. She's too beautiful. Sure. She's too beautiful. That's what anyway, it is. It has nothing um, to do with like the bright pink contrast. Right. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a Patreon coming out because people have asked for it. And honestly, it's going to be to like help supplement. Like you, podcasting isn't free. Like you do have to like pay to get it out. So um honestly we spent like, a lot of money over the last year and a half and i think only more lately yeah yeah so if we the more sound people good that listen or to it, the more expensive it is yeah hopefully we out. sound yeah. nice but me and mrs hyven literally just completely reworked our whole setup so bought yeah. proper Elemis recording equipment well. elements did also uh, we're working I on didn't. like soundproofing and all kinds of stuff so <laughs> i sit on the um, floor yeah if you guys actually <laughs> see um for those of you in stream there is a big black panel I should we decided it was the size of behind a bed. me it is it's about like twin Sorry. size bed in width maybe a little bit longer it's literally floor to ceiling and it will eventually hang from the ceiling um to cover our return panel in fact those of you watching in stream you may have noticed that this is not where i used to sit um, this is not my normal background and so i've moved away from that return panel and we have put that soundproofing panel on there, and it's pretty sexual in our house now. Even it's just on be a hung, daily basis, like, not so it's not just it. leaned up against the wall. But I yeah, kind of eventually very, it will be hung. But we've been working on our microphone setup, mm-hmm. so that was kind of like it worked for now. Yeah, but yeah. So and that's a candle exciting. over there. Ooh. <laughs> I don't have anything. To Anywho, hold up. that's these my, are I, all of the reasons straight, why potentially supplementing a little bit here and there is helpful Crystal um, clear for those water. of you who don't want to participate in the patreon there are always other ways um to help uh, simply by buying leave a us shirt. a review um yeah leaving a review is the easiest and freest <laughs> um but if you want to get something for your money <laughs> most freest? buying a shirt is, is i said easiest and freest most freest most freest is grammatically incorrect most free I didn't catch you earlier when you said hyven and or mrs hyven and me it's mrs hyven and i anyways um t-shirts give you the option to get something for your money um so yeah feedback let us know about all of these new podcast things but additionally if you guys could actually give us feedback on how we sound this episode because this is three of us changing our mics actually um not me i know for a fact our audio equipment is not optimized because if you wonder if you knew that we were recording today and you were wondering why we were late it's because I thought we were good, and then things went wrong. So, and then we there was a firmware update. So well, yeah, yeah so I not probably should have the highest <laughs> settings, like to make everything amazing. But it has been changed, and we just want to know your feedback on this thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you can let us know, that would be great. And after saying all of that, <laughs> we're not even into the lore books. Nope. I'm going to stuff you may have missed in Destiny because we are done with podcast news after 
20 Thank minutes. Thank God. Uh, it's, it's been, been like, like 30. 10 bullets. Guys, Whatever. This is what we had a lot of news Well, today. this is actually just how the podcast always goes. We usually just edit this crap out yeah. for the episode. This is usually this is cut stream, out. This so. is... This is, this is also not like edited. a stream for Australia or like a proper get to know your host. This is just kind of like mm-hmm. our normal episode. So we're yep. a little less professional. I know I'm supposed to be the lore of professionalism, but yeah. <laughs> the lore about professionalism? Yes. The lord of professionalism. I like it. Oh, lord. Okay. Yes, I thought he said lord. You named me that. No, lord. D. He's got that D. Sorry. You forgot the D. I almost. totally didn't see the D. <laughs> oh, really? That's offensive. Whoa, how do you forget the D? You gave it to me anyway. <laughs> Whoa. When was this? I mean, he named me. We're going to have to have a discussion about this <laughs> afterwards. Okay, my stuff cut out. What are we having a discussion about? Or apparently what? Hyven's D and how Elvis oh, can't Oh, I can talk about it. that. <laughs> I can have a long conversation about Okay. That. Also. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on. We always said we were. Stuff you may have missed in Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the Emprian Foundation restoration started this week. So if you were seeing people talk about finance, but in Destiny, that's what's going on. <laughs> Destiny finance. <laughs> And like what, how good your return is for your investment. Like I feel yes, like a banker I was explaining right <laughs> to Goldfish how he needed to invest. Much. He was like, well, I wanted to get like the thing started. And I was like, no, no, no. For the first two weeks, you just invest it all back. And I'm kind of being a hypocrite here because I haven't even had time to log into Destiny since this. Is I... Okay, it's a lie. I've had time to play, but I've only had a time to play one game and Apex season started. So, Hyven, mm. yeah. I got you covered. Oh, don't worry. I've already mine. leveled mine up a good amount. I just need to log in and invest this back. Um, you know what I'm saying? My, my tower obelisk is at 21,000 resonance. Nice. Each week? That's what's up, man. You're ready to go. Right. You my goal is to, to get it, to get all my destination obelisks up to uh, rank 100. Hmm. I need to get on that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember how I said I was going to make this? What is happening right now? <laughs> what is I'm going being on? Completely honest, I'm We're already both, falling asleep. Normally, this is when I We're would mute myself bored. and I would eat, but I don't have a mute button, so I can't eat. Well, Good, you're not eating anymore. You also smacked your mic down, so now you're quieter again. Yeah, I know. I tried to fix it. Is this better? Yeah, that is much yes, better. Actually, actually, it's much. Yeah, better. Actually, How that, about that's much better now? That's great. Wow. Okay. Guys, I'm really, really um, excited that Mrs. Hyven actually has to like be a little bit more serious now because at this moment she doesn't have a mute feature anymore. So, yeah. Until she figures it out. No. Well, I mean, she could if she just muted herself on Discord. It's but. cute yeah, that you think that. muted on Discord, but that doesn't help Elmas. Oh no! But then I just want to go eat the rest her. of the chocolate bar that's in my purse. Okay. Just you let can her. Do that. I don't think that's too much bar. to ask. Just let her have the chocolate bar. Hyven. Yeah, if she eats it's, away. It's cute that you think that's going to stop her. That's what, muting herself? Right? I feel like, if anything, it's maybe more unprofessional. I'm making faces because I'm bored. That's because of the stream, not because of your equipment. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Let's keep going. Sorry, Pickle came to, to visit. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't donated, um, I guess the the word is to up, was it to invest in your other obelisks before the tower yes. obelisk. 
Yeah, the tower. And then it'll will, give you yeah. money back each week. Yeah, every Tuesday you're going to get money. So you would have got money this past Tuesday. Well, f- not money. Fractaline. Fractaline. And then Diamond if you money. invest it for the, I think it's like the first two weeks. So this past Tuesday and the one that you're listening to this, if you're not live streaming. Uh, yeah, I think everyone said if you invested for at least those two weeks back into your planetary ones, then you'd have yep. a higher investment. Mm-hmm. But yeah. This is All right, is so I got to go return a bunch of audio chat. equipment so because mm-hmm. Mrs. Hyven <laughs> hasn't earned it yet. <laughs> shut up. I Shut up. <laughs> shut up. You can't just tell everyone that you're bored with our own podcast already. <laughs> I'm bored when you start talking about things in Destiny that I haven't done yet, so I don't even understand. We, you are aware that you're on a Destiny podcast, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm just curious. Okay, just as long as you know, it's fine. <laughs> All right. Did you it's guys? Like she, the one. she doesn't play. If you're, if you're still awake after this, we can hop on. I will get on PC Destiny and play with you. Yeah, she used to, to play with me, but now she doesn't play anything anymore. Whatever, you're not even playing Destiny these days. That's because I'm all alone. And I've been like incredibly busy. I've barely even been home this week. Mm-hmm. It's I been understand. insanity. Yes, it's true. Sounds I've like they're gonna myself. fight. So we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> we don't have a mute button. We can't fight. Nope. Nope. It's true. It's true. Uh, let's see. I didn't ask Q&A. Twitter for Q&A? any um, listener. No, Q&A we have a question. <clears throat> Do we have a question? Let me begin to read this. I didn't. From Lazarus the Lich. Since of this course. book is about Titan and its environment. I, as an environmental water quality scientist with a special sorry, I realized I was far away, with a specialty in laser safety, I'm going to need a full rundown of how the darkness warps the environment of Titan. Okay. I missed that last part because my audio cut out. Tell me one more time. For those in the back. Since this book is no, about Titan Just the... and its environment, yeah, yeah. I, as an environmental scientist, Nope. As a environmental water quality scientist with a specialty in laser safety, I'm going to need a full rundown of how the darkness warps the environment of Titan. Okay. Well, there's actually some. Yeah, we will get to that in the episode. So just that's the question. Just discuss it during the episode. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind. Also, we normally do post in our Discord the stream, but um. We... I posted about it, but I didn't. I did didn't you, post the link. And I did. Orchid I even, did post I even about added it when everyone. we were live. When we went live, but it. It's been an awful. Yes. For the big of us. Duke, I tried. Sorry, Duke. I we tried. were a little I late today, everyone. so we just forgot. Yeah, normally it's we. It's been do. a hot mess today. You can just post the link in our Discord. We usually try to with updates and things like that, but. I didn't know. post the link. I just said that we were doing it, so I'm sorry, but glad you found us. There. I'm just, I'm just talk, chalking it up to the fact that it's been an off week for all of us. I've been sick for like four days. I want to die, guys. I put makeup on so I would feel better, and I don't feel better. Awesome. Hey, Except if you're that trying I'm like to get... sitting up. So. So, no, I guess I could type. I was just going to say, I do mm. believe there is a link posted now, correct? On at least Twitter. There's the link, too. So oh, there it is. You can copy, and paste, it you right can copy and paste that for your friend. Yeah. No, it's been a hell of a week, you guys. I had to go have a hard conversation with my grandmother yesterday that, unfortunately, her brother is uh, going to die. 
And so unfortunately, my uncle's sure, taken a bad turn and it looks yeah. like it's going to happen. And basically prepping for that phone call to then go tell grandma, probably they're thinking tomorrow, but it, it could be longer. You know, you never know. Yeah. People have done crazier things with health. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. Still, it so sucks. it's been insane. Um, yeah. I'm doing okay. Um, I'm really sad, though, because, like, a couple days ago, he was doing so well. I was actually really excited to get on the stream and tell everyone how well he was doing. Um, they had plans of bringing him here and having him move in with my mom for, like, a month while he finished his rehab. So, like, I was really excited to share that. And then it was just like, nope, life sucks. And I was just like, okay. But we had a great outing with Grandma this morning, Hyvin and I. We took my sister and my nephew and my grandma, and we all went and did a bunch of stuff. So that was fun. And uh, Grandma loves Hyvin. It's hysterical how much she loves him. <laughs> but who wouldn't love that cute face, right? It's true. No? I know. No he makes else? my heart go a flutter. <laughs> Don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, that's, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Yeah. It was bound to happen. But I'm sending you is- a hug from here. That is why the two social media people have been slacking. Yeah, I've just been <laughs> Orchid's like basically sleeping. like dying from the flu right now. Yeah. Uh, we're all kind of surprised she's here. And then even was like, no, 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 I'll still take my turn to host. If you make it here, hosting keeps you the most distracted, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of a and nice work. Is that or like lay in bed and watch uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, which is what I've been doing. I need to get into that. It's really good. I woke up this morning to Mrs. Hyven starting Married on First Sight, and I was like, oh, God, not this show. Married at First Sight, and your uh, sister-in-law got me into it. I'm aware. I've seen her watch it, and just... Anyway. I thought it was an interesting concept. No, usually my sixth show is, like, Love Island, but... I've never... She watches all the reality TV shows. She watches this one about, like, workers on a yacht and all of their drama. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I want to watch that. It's called, like, Below Deck or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we get a brief intro into this topic? We're yeah. another we're a half so, hour in. Um, yeah. Minutes. So yeah. the the actual, in case you forgot, um, this is the last days on Crack and Mare. Um, the lore book is attained by doing the Vex offensive bounties. If you did the Vex offensive, um, and because of this, you can't get it anymore. Um, I don't have any of it on Destiny because I hated the Vex offensive. I did it like twice. So, Elmis, you did it a lot. <laughs> do you want to tell us about it? <laughs> I hate myself. I know you do. <laughs> um, no, I, I got all of it. Yeah. So, of course he did. Um, it takes place on Titan, and apparently we can't say anything about it because it'll give too many spoilers. But, yeah, no. That's keep in mind that said. question we had about uh, gravity yeah. and the darkness because I... Is that what that question was about? Yeah. I didn't understand the question. Okay. I specifically told him that I didn't understand it. That's because you've never read the book. He'll I, get I it answered a little as more a scientist, way. but yeah. I was like, I can um, tell I you facts Elvis about Titan, can help. The and then she was well, like, the I moon that's she, bigger. She than said something, and I was like, Oh, I didn't realize this fall fell under a uh, tree searcher. And then mm. puns were made about tree searching and oh yeah, stuff you podcast news. Uh, I admitted to being a tree searcher this week. Yes. She did. She officially admitted to it, and it got on like Twitter a lot of views on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like people that don't follow me 
Okay. We've been waiting for it. I know you time. have. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, is tree searching kind of like soul searching? No, it's not at all. It's the opposite. Get out of here. Your pun is bad. <laughs> yeah. You're, negative you're, 10 points. You get, you have negative 100 points right now. Like, you're not. Your pun was real Why bad. do you want negative points? He wants to see I'm how that makes you happy. Now. Then I'm going to give you positive infinity. He's I'm playing, playing limbo. limbo. I want to see how low I can go. Well, then no. Positive infinity. No. Yep. Suck it. Positive no. infinity. Suck it. That's how many points you got. Now you know what? Infinity minus 10. It's still infinity. Also, yeah. infinity is a sphere in physics. Yeah. That's the way that, too. that you model infinity. It's a sphere. Well, yeah, because yeah. then there are no edges. Yeah. It's like a well, circle. No. So there. That's it, not. I don't know what we're talking about now. This has gone <laughs> out of my intelligence. We're gonna. Level. We're gonna keep. I, going. as the college dropout, have no clue what's happening. Oh well. Um, I could give you facts about the moon Titan. Titan is uh, larger. Okay, he's if it was not a moon, it is larger than Mercury. I thought Titan was a planet. No. Nope. Titan's a like moon. A Saturn. No, it's... Oh, this is a real place in life? Yeah, Titan's a real place. It's a I have to go, guys. The, the only... <laughs> the so only... is Io a real place in life? Yes. Yes. It is. The only okay, I declare is divorce. Is the Shore a real place in life? No. The They're Tingled Shore is in the reef. The reef is a real place. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, the asteroid that it's... Yep, yeah. the asteroid belt. Ro- so what about the Dreaming City? Yes. It is. And Mara is in... real. Mara Along with all the right, woken people. Really? <laughs> Getting my chocolate bar. Uh, oh, good. We can start now. Yep. All right. I'll be covering the first entry, The Sixth Seal, Part 1. It's real. Mia van der Ven decides. We evacuate. Citizens first, then the old guard, and we assume that we're never coming back. No one breathes. Down beneath their meeting table, pouches of farmed salmon, beef and culture, buttered carrots, and bok choy drift in the slow turbulence of the sous vide bath. On Mia's 100th anniversary as the new Pacific Systems and Facilities Administrator, she cashed in all, well, not quite all, her favors and installed a pocket restaurant beneath her table on the command deck she liked the edible metaphor the idea of watching your food slow cook all day before the meal savor the future you're making if she's right about what's happening now then there will be no more long-term thinking no more patience and maybe no future at all she waits for shiana to boil over first Gianna's the water ocean expert. She has the most to lose. Finch tiny Shiana McKaig slams her fists down with not a tenth the strength that her chimp splice muscles could summon. Now? Now? We can't leave now. We just finished the borehole. We're one day from the crude expedition into titan's biggest secret and you want us to leave it all i do mia says sadly mari yamashita her lead diver 
leaps in with the details she can always trust him to catch. Boss, if we abandon the borehole and the water lock, all the equipment's down there bathing in liquid methane, hydrogen sulfide, carboxylic acid. It leave it too long and we'll lose everything. There are almost 3 million people on this arcology and its rigs. Connectivity supervisor Ismail Barats Zenshura training uh, distills his attention down to a single laser bright point. He is here with Mia, even as his brain drifts on a hundred different data feeds. If you're serious about evacuating, we'll need to slot people into smile pods and move them as bulk freight. It's the only way to get the population out. There will be economic damage. There will be deaths. If this is a false alarm, it's not a false alarm, the good man says. This voice Mia didn't expect. But only because he's the new guest at her table. David Miguel Korosek. A man who's literally never harmed a fly. Who won't eat plants lest he destroy a sacred entropy pump. Poor David. He came here to make first contact with new life. The wonders that flourish not in Mia's ocean. The methane sea of Titan's surface. But in the enormous water world that lies below Titan's 50-kilometer ice shell. He is an ethicist. He wanted to help them do it right. Shiana crosses her arms. Her recombinant muscles make lean knots at the shoulder anchors, where her bones are more than bone. How do you know? Korosek gives her his full attention. Respecting her question, he is a tall, graceful, dark-eyed man with lashes so thick he seems like he's wearing permanent eyeliner. Mia remembers something from his book about cognitive empathy. Show that you have a model of their thought. Show that you have listened to it. He responds, since I don't have any more information than you. How could I possibly be so certain? Yes, Shiana says impatiently. That's what I asked. He holds her gaze. Mia thinks that he may have annoyed her. But also that he knows he's done nothing wrong. The AIs who issued the evacuation order use a hammer-forged extrapolation of human morality. It is tested in trillions of simulations under the wildest circumstances imaginable to be sure their moral decisions agree with human values. They're not just rationality pumps. They care. They care the way a perfect human being with infinite compassion for all things would care. They couldn't issue an evacuation order unless it was right. This is not a false alarm. All right. So if you've ever wondered what Titan was like in its golden age, well, this is kind of 
right up to the point where the collapse kind of happens. So we're basically seeing that, you know, they're digging into the uh, the ocean. They're doing research. They have teams. They have groups. As it goes through, there is, um, I don't remember what the exact number is, but there's a, enough citizens and scientists and people on Titan that it it's not even easily... Um, they're not easily able to even evacuate all at once. They're basically going to have to load people into like cargo pods uh, to ship out. So, it's... Yeah, did he call them smile pods? Yes, that is uh, correct. Does that mean something that like we sh- would know? I think it's it, an acronym. It's, I don't an, know. it's an acronym for something. But... It, it's an acronym. Yeah. We have no idea. It's never come up in lore before. Yeah. Um, the only reason we know it's an acronym is because in the actual entry, it's all capitalized. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. Also, can we just say, like, the tone of this card? Yeah. Also, like, way to start off a book. Like, yeah. this sets the tone very, yeah. like, intensely. And so, yes, it was also, it's there's three million people there. And if you've played the game at all or been to Titan at all, it's a fairly small um as far as the rigs that we play on they're not like super large um so imagine i'm sure these are probably all over the the moon um they're probably not easy to get to and evacuate so all of a sudden three million people are getting in a like in all evacuation warning so you can imagine that things are about to get pretty um intense and so they're discussing how do they know this is an evacuation because if they truly do this there's going to be property damage there's probably going to be loss of life um, it's going to be chaos. So this is, is the introduction to a couple couple characters. We have um, Shiana. We have uh, Mia. Um, of course, Coruscant. David. Can, yep, yep. So um, keep Maury. some of those. Yeah, yep, yep. So these characters are going to... We're kind of going to follow them through this story. Uh, these are all new characters to the lore, and I don't mm-hmm. think we have any reference to them anywhere else. Um, so this is nope. a really nice standalone story. So um, it's it's definitely informative, and it, I find it to be a pretty interesting one because it really is. It's like that that one off story where you're in you're thrown into the middle of kind of what's happening in the story, and we're not even going to get the complete like end outcome. Um, but it's just like we're going to get a little glimpse into the moon of Titan, which I think is really exciting because I've always been curious about it. And the, uh, one thing I forgot to go ahead. Sorry, just real no. quick. One thing I forgot to actually shout out um, earlier, while we had so many, um, Focus Fire Chat is actually covering this book in two weeks, um, so they'll be going even more in depth. Um, so it's kind of a good thing. Like if you listen to it this time around, you'll have the lore read to you, get a little bit of our thoughts, our takes, all of that. Um, but just to let you guys know, if you want to get even more information, because obviously they go like super deep sometimes. We're uh, pretty just deep. Shout out to them. We are, we are, but like we read the cards as well. Crazy. They're just like two hours of like intensity. We can be deep. Oh my god! Anyways, I'm gonna push right through that. Um, so two weeks. Gonna, that's what yeah, she said. Two weeks. <clears throat> two uh, weeks that is uh, what she focus said. fire chat is covering this book as well. So that was not planned, but uh, once I noticed the coincidence, I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, I wanted to say as the the token tree searcher in this group. Um, that they're in actually life, really? like, well, in life. Oh, thanks. Wow. Oh. Um, they're pretty accurate with like the actual science of Titan, um, in the, the lore book, which is pretty great. 
it talks about there being um, a Titan has a rocky core and it has um, what people think is a liquid ocean around it. And then there's an ammonia ocean around that and then a methane ocean around that. Um, and that's because the density of methane and ammonia are less than the density of water. Density of water is one. Methane has a density of like 0.65. Um, ammonia has a density of like 0.7. So they're going to stack on top of each other. So in organic the chemistry, lesser value you're trying to separate. goes higher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the number is that smaller, like it's going to stack on top of the things that are heavier. Okay, so what was that? This is why we love Orchid. You guys can't get that anywhere else. Blue's going to give you philosophy for days, but you won't get tree search anywhere else. No. That's not even tree search. That's, that's just... That's chemistry. <laughs> and okay, we're going to have again, a like astronomy. College like, dropout. I... <laughs> Okay, I knew that, and I just know about astronomy. Okay, but you're just insanely smart. It's just Aww. science. You know. Yeah, it's just science. It's just I'm science. the dumb one of the group. It's okay. They're not that. dumb. That's you just not don't awesome. have any interest in them. Um, That's true. Science. That's which, true. Which, I'm not. Know, I do not. I can't I love you no as much. I had science but. teachers growing up. <laughs> um, it was like the one thing my school could never just get like a good one of. I, I know that sounds believe- weird. My school sucked, but... I had a good math and a good English teacher. She loves English which is weird, and literature, people, which is not my thing. So. But what's weird is most people are math and science brained. I actually loved math not and mo- loved English. Oh, you mean if you mm-hmm. like one, you usually like go my the combo. Other. Yeah. yeah. My combo is actually math and English. But I was not good at English and literature. Like with English and literature. I had a teacher who really helped me grow to appreciate it. You say um, that, but, but you're I was pretty, good at math. I good, good at science when I was in school. Yeah, you were much better at English than I ever was. You say you weren't I that great. I loved but... it. I didn't think I was good. I just, I had a really great teacher. Who you really write helped. stuff all the time. I love reading. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like I writing. Hate reading. I love reading I and I love reading. math and science. So if you throw a lore book about science and an awesome story, I mean, can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, anyways, Orchid, um, I loved that tidbit. I feel like I just learned real things. I mean, because I did. Yeah. Um, they'll, <laughs> they'll discuss it as we go into. They'll talk. You so did. yeah, now you'll understand what they say when they're talking about the layers of the oceans later. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold yeah. on. Pierce and chat, you cannot say after calculus three, math went downhill. If you went to calculus three, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I don't think that, I don't think that counts. Like, that's pretty... Oh, where's no, it does. It does because after calculus, you get into like you get into Diffie Q's and you get into like matrix calculus, and it. But most of math does not require you to go higher than like calculus two. So the fact that they even did calculus three is insane. You actually can graduate the like high school. I think even like an advanced diploma without ever taking any calculus. Calculus. Yeah, you can. I didn't have to take any calculus in high school. I didn't have to either. Yeah. But I'm saying like college degrees. Oh, like yeah. Most that involve any math require calculus. Mm. Of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You probably don't have to go past. Well, you know what? That just means. So I'm just saying like I feel like you. Of you expertise. Of course it went downhill because you like peaked hard there. <laughs> so good job, bro. Wow. Anyway, back to the card. Yeah. Um, that's it. I just wanted to talk about the oceans because you talked about the different layers. And yeah. Sorry, science. I got distracted by science. Science is always yeah the answer. Yep, yep. Fun fact, I used to teach astronomy at Oregon State University. 
God oh, yeah? dang That's it, cool. Orchid. Every See, time you talk, that. I just don't understand. You've not lived mm-hmm. enough years of your life to do all the things you've done. That's right. not true. No, it's very true. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty true, though. Like, you've got a lot. Every time you tell me something else, I'm just like, geez, Louise. This girl is crazy. You would have thought that, like, a chemistry, like, grad student would have taught chemistry, but I taught astronomy. Well, that's why I was surprised. I knew you knew chemistry and and you know science, but I didn't know you knew astronomy. Yeah. No, I did my undergrad in physics. I, just I prefer case. astronomy and physics. It changed What's my... the difference? I didn't okay, mind chemistry. That's a really stupid question. Please don't. Please stop. So, if you're going to ask the difference between chemistry and astronomy, please stop. No. Okay. But it might be stupider than that. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So let's just clarify. Astronomy is the study of what? Of, of space. And astrology is the study of what? Oh, of like, like astrological how signs and stuff. Mercury yeah. retrograde affects your like. It's not science. Aura. I thought it's it was like science. study of the stars. I used to. Okay, used I used to the first day of class each quarter. I used to be like, "Welcome to astrology. I'm a Scorpio. We're going to talk all about this, guys." And everybody would <laughs> be like, "Because there are 400 people in each like lecture class, so they'd give me. I get 400 stink eyes from people." Okay, cool. It's pretty great. All like right. I said. Oh, yeah. See, that is amazing. I'm going to I'll be over here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. Let's, sorry. Let's that was no, those were those were good good points, no, that but was let's excellent. move on. We've I mean, kind of set the stage. I think stage we all for... like seeing when the lore cards are actually true to science and true to the real world. Mhm. The science yeah. it helps accurate. when we know that Titans are real thing. Accurate. What not? Sorry. I'm but anyways. but I think that also <laughs> goes next. back to to the writers at Bungie, like they don't write something half-assed. No, never. Like they they're full ass into everything. Exactly, guys. I have a kitchen towel that says, um, "I have a pretty big ass." So when I half-ass something, you're still getting something pretty impressive. Nice. High five. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. All right. When does anyone else want to mention anything else from the card? No. no, I feel like that's the perfect transition. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, let's continue the story. Dave issued an evacuation order, and oh, I did want to comment. This character actually of um, Korosek, he they want to know why he's so confident. He basically talks about how uh, the AIs have issued this evacuation, and that these AIs have been tested with like the most in-depth finely tuned human morality um so that if the ai states it it is to be believed which i just found quite interesting um because we have an ai like rasputin who is programmed to save the human race however you know he we know that he chose to allow a lot of humans to basically die and not fight back when the darkness came um, so that he could survive for arguably the better um, humanity as a whole. But I just found it very interesting. We're getting a little bit of information more about AIs and uh, we don't have a ton of AI like discussion and information in Destiny, but I always love to see a little bit about that because we do have some pretty big AI characters in the game like Rasputin. So Titan is also see, ruled by its own AIs, I would assume. Um, yeah. Right. Like I, I'm wondering if, like by AIs, he's referring to Rasputin and Submines. 
Yeah, that's what I was curious about because I don't. Rem- it's been a while since I read this one, so I don't remember if they reference it later. But yeah, so far the only AI we know is Rasputin and all his submines. So and failsafe. That's true. That is true. Do you have good old fails? She's technically two AIs. No, it's one program. Just yeah, just a little crazy. Split yeah. personality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that was it. Okay. Well. I just wanted to point out that the AIs are issuing this evacuation order. All right. So we'll move on with our next card. This one is Sixth Seal Part 2. Everyone has had their say. Mia puts her hand down on the cold tabletop. We are going to evacuate. Shiana, call Babatunde and get the Dirker up from the borehole. I want them moored in the submarine pen in three hours. We'll start potting citizens in the domes, then use local blue water shipping to haul them out for orbital pickup. She likes to call the surface ships blue water, even though Titan's oceans aren't water or blue. It reminds people she's old-fashioned. Then we evacuate the ship crews. Then we go. Ishmael Barat opens his mouth to say something. She will remember afterward the way all the fine hairs of his immaculate beard whispered off each other in the last instance before it happened. An alert detonates in her sensorium. And when everyone else at the table, except Ishmael, flinches in surprise, Mia knows that she has just watched a history bomb detonate. A blast of irreversible change. Subhanala, Ishmael says, which is his third language, Arabic, wow. I guess it's not a false alarm, Mori Yamashita murmurs. The alert scrolls through Mia's mind, and that hallucinatory screen space that matches but never impairs normal vision. Traveler departs Io, terraforming, incomplete, accelerating towards Earth, behavior unprecedented. Sometimes Mia thinks she can feel the new Pacific arcology moving beneath her, as if the flex of that 160-meter structure of plasteel and spin metal that anchors new pack to the ice shell is also a flex in her sinews. Maybe, like Chiana, Her bones are more than bones, too. And whenever that happens, she thinks, Gasoline rains from the sky here, and it is negative 180 degrees Celsius outside. And no matter how comfortable we grow, life is tenuous here. Human life, especially. And now, it's going to end. She says to her crew what she will say, to the mayor, we've got to get everyone off this city. Wherever the traveler is going, that's where it's safe. Then she looks to David Korosek, who made his name as the good man by proposing humanity's best and most rigorous theory of the traveler's morality. The traveler will protect us no matter what happens, correct? 
David looks back at her with all the heartbreaking honesty of a child. Yes, he says, it can't do anything else. Okay, I have several questions. I'm confused on several things. Uh, one of the ones that would help clear this up is timeline. When is this happening? Because the traveler is not on Earth, so that means the traveler gets to Earth, and that's when the Golden Age happens. So correct? Uh, yes, this is right before the collapse. Um, so we learned in game that Io was the last planet the traveler um, terraformed. Io, yeah, oh, not planet. Sorry, but um, so basically, the traveler went to Io to begin terraforming, and that is when the well, we'll see. That's when the collapse happens. The darkness comes into the system, and the all the craziness on Io? happens. Well, everywhere, the whole system, humanity, humanity, the dark like, ages. Whenever the collapse is mentioned, like it's where all civilization because i thought the everywhere. collapse happened like, after the traveler was at earth and this I, applies that it's going towards it i need to to brush up on it but i think the the golden age just happened when humans discovered the traveler okay so it hadn't so just it, when the traveler they discovered was it on mars first yeah yes so just when it's in the solar system not yes. when it's with so earth. the traveler mm-hmm. didn't need to terraform earth because it was already terraformed we already have a sustainable environment um okay it brought about a golden age because it gave out like new technology and uh lives were extended so all that good stuff but it was also question. terraforming and it was currently on io terraforming when the uh, collapse happened my follow-up question is um she's talking about sensorium and all of human life indicating that there are other forms of life now at this point and sensorium from what i understand was I guess, no, it wasn't just related with the Awoken people. It was related with Mars when she was still a human, so never mind. It's just basically, yeah, we, we learned about it before the, in the books about like, the Awoken. Is she human? But it was is before, this was still on, like, uh, Yang Liwei. Um, basically, they just have yeah. sensoriums installed. It's basically having a comm device yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, hooked I, to your I, brain. That clicked for me in my own brain now. Um, but is Mia human? Actually, to go off of that, yeah. Um Awoken at this point are not a thing. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, nope. there are no they're numbers. There are no numbers after any of these names. So these are all human. Mm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. actually. There's going to be a reference, I do believe, to Exos here as being. Yeah, because I, I know like Eta One happens, but, you know, after mm-hmm. the collapse and everything. So eventually, yeah. Exos officially like are well, they're Exos, like happening. Well, Exos, Exos, Exos happened during the Golden Age. The Golden Age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're here, but, but we just don't any have any like awoken. Yeah. We, they're probably um, exos. We just haven't talked to any yet. Right. Okay. I was just trying to get timeline. My brain was a little fuzzy on what everything was going on here. Now everyone can discuss the rest of the actual technical pieces to the card. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are good questions. So, like, the the... The thing that's that's popping up in my head is the AIs are are making that alert because the traveler is moving before it's done terraforming. So the traveler's fleeing something, and the AIs are like, "That's bad." 
they yeah. it, they might not have extrapolated that it's bad. They might just say that oh, it's happening and it's irregular from what they understand to be correct. It's at least worrisome enough that they are planning a full scale evacuation. You're right. They have, right. They have plans for it that are interesting. Like they're loading people into ships first, and then basically cargo containers, and then like shooting those off into space. Uh, it doesn't sound like the most delicate. Um, and also, uh, uh, Cobra Kid, you mentioned in chat. Uh, yeah, as far as we know, the collapse happened when um, the darkness or some aspect of the darkness scared the traveler. Uh, and also the fallen. So it, it was maybe not necessarily the darkness as a whole that entered into the system. Uh, we know that the hive came, the fallen came. Uh, basically, this is just when all those various races kind of started popping up following um, the traveler. Uh, as mm. far as what initially happened, we've always just been told that the darkness entered the system. Uh, but along with the darkness would eventually come races like the Hive, Vex, Fallen. Um, yeah, so the actual collapse mm -hmm. doesn't yeah. just refer to Earth. It re refers to the whole system because we have to remember at that point, Earth was not the necessarily like, you know, we think today Earth is like our planet. It's our home. They had expanded out into the solar system. So for them, right. the whole solar system was like their Earth as far as scale. You know, more people. Some, there were people who were probably born on Mars who had never lived anywhere else, but they were just as human as people who had mm -hmm. been born on Earth. So that's kind of like, I guess that maybe that also helps you, Mrs. Hyven, with the whole like timeline and also discussion on like when we say collapse, we're not just saying like the collapse on Earth. It's the collapse in the system, that golden age mm -hmm. that the traveler brought to like the whole the solar collapse, system. I used to always just think of yeah. like the collapse on Earth, but you're right. Like all of this works as an entire solar system within the game as well. It's yep. not individual to planet or moon, I guess. Yeah, right. You want to say planets because you're used to people only living on planets. But yeah, now people are living on moons. Yeah. yeah. Well, in her defense, like often um, we refer to Titan as a planet. No. In her defense, Titan is bigger than Mercury, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I got your back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not mean, as small as Pluto, because then we'd have to, yeah. We'd have to and if we're giving Mercury I'm still mad about what happened to planet, Pluto, then... okay? Mercury yeah. is a planet. Not at this point. It's a machine, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's being eaten by a machine. <laughs> yeah, it's being turned into right? a giant machine. Uh, both. <laughs> It's a machine being eaten by a machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the heck is happening? Also, the yeah, the first thing I thought of was call me Ishmael also. That made me laugh. Yeah. That was brought out in chat. I was standing I in the kitchen like making tea laughing fish. to myself. Call I was like, me ah. Ishmael. No, the first thing I thought of was goldfish. Not the snack that's miles back, but our friend. Yeah, because he always says call me Ishmael. Yeah, because... You know, he told me, he Walter was like, Ego. oh, yeah, I read that book. I was like, wait, you read like a book? You don't read? He was like, well, I just looked up in the book, like where that was to see if it was actually in the book. And then I got rid of it. I was like, oh. So he read a sentence yeah, in that he book. He looked for the sentence, <laughs> call me Ishmael, to make sure it was truly in the book. And like, he, he that's knew what it was the very first sentence of that book. So he read the first sentence and then closed that book. Yeah, I don't even know if he bought it. He probably just <laughs> looked up a transcript too. online and was like, okay, it is true. No, that's the very first sentence of that book. I read the first sentence and then I'm like, well, I'm bored. My ADD kicks in and I'm just done. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read this next Moving part. Moving on. 
Let me take a sip of water real quick. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> How long to oh, I love Cobra Kid. What do you say? Whale, said, I read that whale, book. Whale, I read that book. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I know what book we're talking about now because of that pun. I didn't before this. <laughs> you didn't know it was Moby Dick? Oh. Nope. I mean, you it's a clicking now. That, like, I remember that that's you in had that to book, that in, like, but I've never read that English book. class. Yeah, we had to read it in school. I read it in school. Maybe I normal people's schools, Did you, but you not in Jesus either. schools. No, I didn't go to Jesus school. I went to normal people's We read books with school. underlying Bible themes and occasionally Yeah, but there's like a certain like... Jonah was a whale. There is, there is. Jonah was wait. Jonah wasn't a whale. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read that. Anyway, but Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Says, I don't read that Bible <laughs> book. That does. That's exactly what my brain thought. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Oh <laughs> well, this is taking a weird turn. Oh uh, God, this book is long, guys. <laughs> it is yeah. quite long. Yeah. All right, I'm going to read the tenth Avatar. He comes from the airbending community. Good try, good try. And and bends methane. <laughs> yep, yep exactly. That go. wouldn't be an airbending because methane at this temperature is a liquid. All right. So he'd be a water bender. That's a good Hydrocarbon question. Hydrocarbon bender. <laughs> I even just hit himself in his face with Mike. No, I just scared myself because I hit it. Okay, sorry. No, that's a good Fear question. Fear and though. loathing in Las Vegas, the one where he's like tripping all the time. Sorry, Cobra just put something in chat. Anyways, I'm going to read this thing about avatars now. I'm like nervous. Okay. The military dropships pierced the nitrogen clouds like bullets. Plasma hot tricks shot through the evacuation fleet swarming over Titan. By the time Ishida Bahatachara Garcia has calmed down the panic and traffic control, there's nothing left for Mia to do except pace around the edge of her office in irritation and fire civil airspace protests at the intruders. They reply in terse code. Her office copies the military message straight to her sensorium. New pack. This is crown six on a zero zero for your dorsal airlock. Do not deviate your traffic. Send a civilian liaison to meet us at the lock. Over. Heck darn military trying to justify their own existence. Mia grumbles. She's been pathologically unable to swear since her great grandkids. The presence of a famous ethicist at her side doesn't loosen her up. You're right, Kurosek paces with her at a safe three steps inside her turn. He seems like a man comfortable at any distance. If they just came into the traffic pattern like any other ship, they would be admitting that their precision and urgency are unnecessary. So, this. Some American you are, Mia teases him. David comes from the North American Empire, Earth's biggest voluntary retro-nationalist republic, full of people who love military pageantry and muscular aerospace displays. He smiles with those huge, laughing, haunted eyes. I wasn't always the good man, you know. Do you mind when people call you that? Thank you for asking. I hate it. But I like the idea that people can believe in a good person. 
If they believe in one, they can believe in more. His laugh reaches more than his eyes this time, soft and confident. You would never know he was thinking constantly and acutely about your idea of right and how he could satisfy it. May I ask you for a favor? Of course. I want to be with you when you meet the soldiers. She looks at him in surprise. You want to liaise with the military? No offense, David, but you seem like a rough fit. I knew her. Who? The woman on the radio. Crown six? Two centuries of practice tell Mia there is heartbreak behind that calm voice. Before she was uploaded. Uploaded? She's an exo now. A troubleshooter for so lessened. Well, Mia says, that'll be a weird reunion. The dropships come down so fast, Mia is sure they will crash, plunge into the methane sea, and sink like uranium bricks. She watches by cortisol video as they make their blindingly bright suicide burns, flesh peeling, 30G decelerations into an arrogantly precise hover fire meters above the arcology dome. Dark metal figures leap from the dropships, naked and titans flash freeze cold and untroubled by 1.6 atmospheres of pressure. A drizzle of gasoline rain slicks their alloy skin. They move with inhuman efficiency. I don't believe it. Mia shakes her head at the absurdity of the universe. Like we need transhuman infantry to evacuate a city. She heads for the door and the elevator. But Zena McKaig, Ishmael Barat, and Mari Yamashita are blocking the way. I know, Mia says, holding up her hands. You refuse to leave. You're staying here with me. You want to save everything you can. Zena, who secretly wanted to impress her, is crestfallen. Dear Mari's diver instincts, never leave your buddy, never hold your breath, puff him up with pride. She trusts him. Ishmael makes a small, satisfied sound, as if his prediction just came true. Probably, he just won a bet with Zena. Come on, Mia hugs her wayward children. Come here, you awful kids. I knew you wouldn't leave me because I'm not going to leave either. I want you all to go to Crisis Command and get your staff set up. Ishmael, let's assume we're going to lose the satellites. Get all the weather forecasts you can. Titan surface and circum-Saturn space. Murray, try to figure out what exactly is about to hit us. Zena, check on the Dukier... Then help Ishmael switch everything you can to local management. On the way to the dorsal airlock, Mia flicks through camera feeds, statistics, and telemetry, watching over the evacuation effort. Not so long ago, a few million frightened people would have been an administrator's worst nightmare. Not these days. Titan citizens have grown up with game theory and implied community ethics. It's as unthinkable to beg for a priority evacuation as it would be to ask for an old man's seat on the tram. These families of rig workers and shipping tycoons wait side by side for their tickets to be called, for their bodies to be processed into cold sleep, smile pods, and loaded by the thousands, all equally silent, equally delicate, equally helpless. Mia gets chills. 
She doesn't know why she's so certain that it's over now. This calm, enlightened goodness. This collective decency. But she is. You're scared? David asked quietly. Not scared for myself. For everything. For what we've built. We built it well, David assures her. This is when we'll be our best. God, these are so long. It's like making my brain go to sleep and then wake back up again. But it's a good story. Um, A couple things came to mind when reading it. Um, I never really considered what it would be like to grow up on Titan and for them to all understand, like, I guess, like collective community and everyone has a place and everyone waits their turn and they know what happens when people panic uh, means that they've kind of all trained for something like this. Right. The fact that there's no chaos is mm-hmm. like chaotic yeah. to my brain. Yeah. Yeah. So um, because Especially there's just what do you three mean? million What do you people. mean though? Well, that's, yeah. well, you notice that's why there's no chaos because they haven't told anyone yet. Yeah. But you they think don't you even... would know if they're suddenly saying, you know, get back into your like cryopods were evacuating, you think you would. Well, I don't panic. know. It sounds like they're just a to me, it sounded like they were just about to, especially the fact that the uh, military shuttle is like entering in a way as to not draw attention. It's like they're just like sending out this message. So we haven't got to the point where people start to panic. Yeah, but people would panic if you if you lived on Titan, let's say, and suddenly they're like, oh, get back in your sleep pods. Like, we're leaving. You think you would get in your sleep pods only because you're going back to Earth or you're going to another moon or something. Like, not because. Unless yeah. that's um, what they I just were sleeping wasn't... in for their beds. Okay. Why would they do that? Why would you put them in cold storage for their beds? They have apartments. Where We've was been that? Was that this part? Blocks. <laughs> Where they told them to go get into their pods? Yeah. the They were thinking. They were waiting. The families of rig workers and shipping tycoons wait side by side for their tickets to be called for their bodies to be processed into cold sleep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, you know what? That's probably yeah. just for transportation. So I guess you're right. Yeah, so I guess they've already issued the warning. You know also, what? I think um, part of it is the fact that if that you live call, on a... But... I was just say if you live Sorry. on a methane planet and, like, it's negative 180 degrees Celsius mm-hmm. and everything's trying to kill you, maybe they just assumed that, like, the planet was dangerous and they're like always ready to run away kind of thing i guess but i mean they have apartments and they have entire arcologies like they have forests yeah i guess we'd be living in like like a war-torn zone that like you're always on edge and if someone told you you need to get out you'd be ready for it that's true or living in an area that like well you know for example you were talking about how like you know living in like a forest like fires in california or like earthquakes mm-hmm. there. Like you just are kind of, you're ready for it more often. Like when we had a little. You are and you aren't. Yeah. When we had a real, real little earthquake a couple years back where we live, like people freaked out. Like it was enough to maybe shake a yeah. picture for, off, like Look, a little bit I off your wall. I didn't know what to do when it happened. But you know, yeah, I guess <laughs> exactly. Because we're not used to it. So I we feel like it's just. We don't have them here. And my sister and I were alone at home. I was maybe 18 at the time. And she ran downstairs. I was peeing when it happened and i just started feeling everything shake and i was like well i know like my pee is not earth shattering what's happening (laughs) and um she runs downstairs i look at her i'm like what are we supposed to do i don't like what's protocol for an earthquake 
And we literally just walked outside and sat in our front yard for like 15 minutes waiting for a real adult to tell us what to do. I was like, I feel so. like if we're sitting outside in the middle of a yard, nothing can fall on us here. This feels safe. We'll just stand here. So I grew up in the Bay Area, and um, I remember the um, the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989. I was six years old, five years old, and um, my brother was peeing, and I was in the bathtub, and my dad was at the World Series game between the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland Athletics. And I would called like the Battle of the Bay. And so he was there with my grandpa. And so it was just my mom at home with the two of us. And all of a sudden, there's this like giant fucking earthquake. It just like shakes everything like um, like overpasses fell and like people lost all their lights. Like we didn't have electricity or like gas in the house or anything like that for days where we lived. And um a lot of places because they're because of the geology of the area something called liquefaction happens so um because it's like an unconglomerated um like it's it's like a sandstone but not it's like a bunch of gravel that's kind of just been pressed together and then when you start to shake it it turns just to liquid mush and so like buildings actually like fall into the ground because of it so a lot of times you see sinkholes open because of earthquakes. It's because of liquefaction. So that was happening everywhere. So like roads were caving in and they just finished fixing one of the freeway overpasses like 10 years ago from the earthquake in 89. But did your bath water spill? Oh yes. God. All over the floor. And my brother's pee was going everywhere. Oh now, that's, now that's earth shattering urination. I missed. Yeah. At least I was yeah, like seated. So, so I was actually, I was actually in the bathtub, like totally naked, you know, cause I'm five. And, um, so mom like shuts the water off. And, I hope like, even now at 35, you're still naked in the tub because usually, wearing clothes in the tub just cause you're usually, 35 is weird. Yeah. Usually you're naked. <laughs> And then um, she pulls Steven away. He's still peeing, just like <laughs> we gotta go. Floor. Like you can we go while we move. Happening. So she pulls us into the doorway, and she holds us in the doorway because that's what you're supposed to do in an earthquake: is stand in a doorway. Someone told me that after the fact. Yeah, yeah. I still feel like my logic was sound. There are two kinds of waves in earthquakes. There's P waves and S waves, and so the S waves I are was the surface. A P wave. You're having a P wave. <laughs> Oh, and so was your brother. Uh, but the when they hit each other is when like because there's a surface wave that happens and that's what like actually causes like interference with the other wave and then doors slam shut. So you have standing in a doorway is the safest thing or under a desk. We used to have earthquake drills like every single year in school. We had yeah. them too. Like, there's an earthquake. Like dive under your drills. desk and like hold onto the legs. Yeah. I remember those yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Yep, earthquake drills are fun. And then after the earthquake is over, you wait for the aftershock and then you go outside because there's always yep. an aftershock. So outside wasn't the craziest thing for me to do? No. no. Outside was good. You just have to stay away from trees. You just, yeah, you just stay you. away from things that are going to fall on you for the most mm-hmm. part. 18 and ready for life. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, we've, yeah, but you've know. just proved the fact that like, certain people are more prepared for disaster. So I guess that was just my thought. Like, they're I, ready. Yeah. You're living. Tying it all back in. Yeah. Good job. Tying hun. it all back to, yeah. 
but yeah. Oh my gosh, Cobra said, uh, "Imagine asking someone to pull your finger to fart, and half the block goes down." I know a whole <laughs> joke about that. It makes me laugh. Uh, and a John Cena poster said, "None of those in Kentucky." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cobra Kids, right? Um, we're used to fire and earthquakes, but if it snows in San Francisco, everyone loses their mind. That's true. Well, that's the crazy thing. We're Same like right Southern on California. this like northern southern border, like with being in northern Virginia here. And so you've got some people who know what they're doing. And then mm-hmm. you've got some people who like can't function at all. So it's just a hot yeah. mess here and a yeah. lot of road rage when the people in front of you just won't move. It's true. Like, it's not mm-hmm. that much snow. Get out of my way. Get off the road. <laughs> yeah. We've also had the introduction of exos in this card. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, crown um, six. Although it's yeah. written out as six, not as the letter yeah. six, mm-hmm. which I found interesting because when I saw mm-hmm. it written out, I did not assume an XO at first. Yeah. Right? No, I didn't either. I thought that was like a call sign for a ship and not mm-hmm. a person. That's what I thought too. I thought well, it was like the ship's name. Well, and especially yeah. since it said the woman on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I guess XOs can be gender specific mm-hmm. as well. And we see yeah. that uh, Korosek has a past relationship with this one, and he refers to it as before she was uploaded. So we see that uh, mm-hmm. EXOs, there's a little bit of discrimination at this so point against EXOs. Yeah. Um, they oh, yeah. were oh, looking sure. at them about how they were able to get onto the planet without any pressure suits. You know, they didn't need to breathe the oxygen. And they looked at them like, why do we need these militaristic EXOs here? Like, we can function by ourselves. Oh, so transhuman infiltrate. The fact yes. they call them trans. She was very upset about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did not like it. But the interestingly absurdity. enough, I'm uh, hoping that I guess maybe in the next card we'll get to see some of the. We'll see their interaction. Yes, interaction because I want to see how much she remembers him as an EXO. Mm-hmm. She does. We'll get there. Are you okay. ready for it? Because you okay. know sometimes they have their memories and sometimes they don't. It's well, true. they're all supposed mm-hmm. to have their memories. Yeah. They're supposed to have um, yeah. the, the only one who didn't was Ada because She's the process did Well, you know, Cade 6 and had Cade's no problems. And Cade's on 6 and he didn't have well, all of his. But the he thing about Cade is that he's a guardian, so he was revived without his memories. Right. Yes. Never mind. That's right. That makes a huge difference. But, Thank you. But, but, question. Stupid question. Um, Can't be stupider than mine. Was, no, I you actually haven't had a stupid question. question. I thought um, you were going to ask what a... When you... You asked, I thought you were just going to ask, what is astronomy? But then you kind of made it that you were just <laughs> looking for a clarification between astronomy and astrology. That was a little bit more reasonable. So that was okay. Oh, cool. No, my question is, um, how many times had Cade been reset before he was turned into a guardian? Who I don't that? think Sorry, we actually know that. Who, Cade, you said? Yeah. Because yeah. I think he actually was reset six times before he was a guardian. That's my assumption but I, as well. I don't that all know for certain. Pre-guardian life, but when they're reset, they don't remember everything. Well, we don't know right. that. I thought. Well, I thought it was like writing. I thought it was like writing over a hard drive that they didn't remember everything. It's from not writing no. over. It's like defragging. Um, they're oh, okay. moving certain data into certain other parts of the hard drive. There's going to be some degradation. Sometimes it actually sounds almost like um, booting up a hard drive. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that even some of the exos are talked about having like their number or insignia like stamped into their frame. Um, So Um. it's like they get a new frame. Uh, But yeah, it's kind of like little bits of data could be lost, which is why when you get to like Banshee, he's lost Mm -hmm. a lot. 
but ideally the process seems to work really good. However, we also know that the people behind the Deep Stone Crypt can also choose to not upload certain memories. So yep. that is part of it. Mm-hmm. But as far as like your general, and then there's the whole um, story about how every time they have to go through it, they have their dreams about them fighting all the people that they've known and getting their way to the city and that whole thing. So there is a lot to know about like the exos that I really hope we get more information about. But for the most yeah. part, we they're 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 pretty close to human. Like Ada was the one. Huh, Ada one. Ada was the. Like outlier for like not being uploaded right because they were in a hurry kind of thing, and right. and even then like she hasn't been reset. Yeah, and like, she was no. the only one that was not. She was the first EXO not made on like Mars by Clovis Bray. Like they were yeah. like Clovis, send us your information. Oh crap, we don't have time to uh, get all the details. We're just gonna have to wing the second half of this. Oh crap, now we don't have time. Oh damn, now you don't have a memory, and that's how that went. That's the whole story in a nutshell. Right. Okay. Thank you for yes, yeah, answering my question. All I know is someone in Sounds chat like said death question. by steak, and that sounds delicious. They were talking Ooh. about cows and tornadoes. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. Yes. Right. And also, Cobra Kid mentioned that Cade left journals for himself. So, yeah. It wasn't necessarily always yep. that he had forgotten stuff, but he wanted to try to keep his personality, and he believed that he wasn't, like all the same person every time kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah okay next reading all right this is faces like shields mia vanderven is more than 200 years old change comes faster these days and you live to see more of it Changes like Ishmael being allowed to pray, not in the real direction of Mecca, but in the direction Mecca would be if it were transposed from Earth to Titan. Changes like the rise and fall and rise again of the Bray cult of personality, like the new words, worlds the traveler opens up to humanity. And changes like the woman who calls herself Crown Six. She has the compact endomorphic build of someone's mom, a shape that would be disarmingly ordinary if it were not rearmed by glowing eyes, empty sunken cheeks, a thickly armored jaw, and a bare scalp, scalp studded with needled sensors. The petrol stink of Titan's atmosphere washes off her, mingled with the clean, astringent bite of airlock spray. Like all exos, she was once a person, someone who gave up her flesh for the tenuous immortality of a war body. Mia unfairly thinks she looks like an angry mannequin. Welcome to New Pacific Arcology, Mia says. Far beneath them, the lights of residential stacks dim and flicker out as people report to their potting stations. Information kiosks flare up in distant blue, flashing directions to the lost. A vacuum robot scurries along the catwalk behind them. Administrator Vanderven, the woman says with careful consideration. Thank you for your welcome. She turns back to collect some item of equipment, an etiquette etiquette flash blinks in the air beside her, totally unpersonalized. It is just the standard warning against substrate chauvinism. Hi, Morgan, David Korosek says with a softness Mia has never heard before, a softness not meant for her ears. Are you happier? It is if he has waited a long, long time to ask that. Crown Six looks up in very human surprise. David! She says guardedly, tell me you're not still an ethicist, 
Sorry, Morgan. It's still me. Then I'm not speaking to you, the exo says and turns to Mia. Administrator Vanderven, I'm here under Solescence Special Security Protocol for Extreme Crisis. I must ask for your compliance and all possible assistance with our mission. An eight-legged crate walks out of the airlock behind her, shepherded by two more silent exos. The beast of burden proffers body armor and firearms, not just bliss rifles or restraint spiders, but actual lethal bullet-shooting guns. No, Mia says with more heat than she intends, but not more than she feels. I won't allow you inside with deadly weapons. This is a legally autonomous settlement chartered under... Morgan points a bladed hand at her. The symbolic suggestion of violence alone is shocking enough to cut Mia's sentence short. Administrator Vanderven, there is a Karahe White emergency in effect. As an AI comm operative, I have the right to use force where and how I see fit. So if you don't get me where I need to go and help me remove any obstacles to my goal, I will realign you with my mission parameters. She cocks her head. It's so human. Am I clear? Are you threatening to shoot me? Mia stares at the exo woman in disbelief. She hasn't seen a gun in nearly 50 years, and now they are not only coming into her habitat, but they're also pointed at her. I won't shoot you. The needles of Morgan's scalp glitter. But I will tell you that I could if I found it necessary. This is wrong, David barks. I know you, Morgan. You believe in sacrosanct human will and the primacy of informed individual agency and the need for powerful actors to obtain consent. The person I knew would never. The person you knew might have had time for this conversation, Morgan says with a vicious remove. The pronoun dance suggests shared personal history that Mia has no business asking after or caring about. I don't. Administrator, my team will now proceed to Shannis Pell's lab to secure our objective. If you're with me, maybe it gets done faster. And if not, maybe it gets done messier. Your choice. Of course. Of course, it's about Shanice Pell. Who else? A silent alarm throbs in Mia's sensorium like a snake coiling around her wrist. Down in the residential blocks, one of her citizens has lifted one too many boxes and manifested pre-symptoms of a heart attack. EMTs are on the way, so it probably won't be the day's first death. Probably. Life burns so easily. It's her job to stand up to those who forget that. I'll escort you to the lab, she says. May I assume you're interested in containing some data at the Pell Lab? Should I close our airspace? We are in the middle of... You'll do nothing, Morgan says, confidently but incorrectly. I'm killing all your satellite uplinks except for text and basic flight telemetry. Who ordered this? Mia demands. On what grounds could Solsec impose some high-handed protocol on my arcology? Morgan does not make the obvious correction. Not who ordered this, but what? Okay, I want to make two points here. What? Morgan's... um her human name and when she turned into an exo she took a different name so like applying that to all kinds of other exos that we know like that might not be the name that they were born with well duh i thought you knew that i (laughs) like it it never clicked okay it never clicked because like i mean we were just talking about Cade, and i'm like he's always been Cade to me 
and but like he could have had a different but, human name right. is what you're saying right but ada wasn't her name her name was good adelaide point. yeah yeah but that was still wasn't a good ada, point though. that was also a unique circumstance because they she they didn't that truly was her mom that made her yeah her, her mom didn't truly view her as her daughter for a really long time because mm-hmm. she yeah. didn't quite upload properly i'm also wondering though that the reason Crown Six is written weird and why she has a different name than Morgan is it's not just because she's an EXO, but she is also part of Soulsec. Soulsec. So she is an EXO yeah. pretty much in a military line. It's the same way as like um, someone would gain some sort of a um, what am I trying to say? Like, n- maybe a not necessarily. Moniker, yeah, maybe not necessarily a rank, but yeah. something like that where you're given a name. So like a nickname. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, the other point I wanted to make. Call sign. Yeah, exactly. That's your call sign. The, the other point I wanted to make, that organization, SoulSec. So, like, I, I was trying to break down the name that we've been having a hard time actually figuring out what to say. SoulSec sent. And it's because Soul, as in our solar system, security center. Um, Bam. There you go. SoulSec like, sent. I... I don't recall any other like i don't recall any other use of that acronym before uh i want to say i've seen soulsec before um i feel like i've seen it before too but once i honestly think well especially since it's kind of coming into play here it has a little bit to do with rasputin we that's where i think we see it in some of the um information um, like where we also they also mentioned uh, AI com in here, and that is also seen mm-hmm. on certain lore cards referring to um, some of the war mines. Uh, so yeah, well, Soulsec refers she's to she's an that AI com operative, and they're talking about a Carhe White emergency. Like every time we've seen those two terms, it's always been related to Rasputin. Yeah, it looks like it's in two other lore entries and a grimoire entry look at you i was doing the same thing cosmogire <laughs> one the 10th avatar which is this one um and ghost fragments darkness yeah huh so cosmogire one is from the mara senna book yeah it looks like the categories tagged in this are rasputin and warmind Mm-hmm. And Ghost Fragments, again, another tag for it for this one is uh, Rasputin as well. So, again, not who, but what. He's got enough personality. I would call him a who. <laughs> so, I'd say Rasputin called them. Is yeah, what that I'm would assuming. Be my assumption as well. Can we talk about the eight legged crate? Yeah, I just want to say before oh my we God. it reminded me of those like creepy um what is it like Boston University is making them or MIT those like creepy robots that could walk things nope. around they look like spiders nope okay so um, and they could like work. deer walk their legs yeah. like up mountains and so just, at like, work um yeah. I was able to get the attorneys to invest in a blue snowball snowball microphone for um witness interviews instead of you know doing the old-fashioned tape recorders that suck and then you have to transcribe it all Mm -hmm. um whereas witness interviews they can just listen all back to it it's super easy it's uh digital it's awesome 
Um, but the best part was we had two of them sitting on top of like a cabinet and they were propped up on their little legs and they do, they look like the little spiders that are kind of come after you. Or one of the things we talked about too, um, Dolores or Doris or something from, uh, Meet the Robinsons, the, the boulder hat that has like the little spider legs. It looks like that Mm -hmm. too. So that's what I started thinking of (laughs) is the little Mm -hmm. hat with the spider legs. Nope, 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 nope. I don't know what they're called, but yeah, it's like um, like MIT made them or something like the, for the military. But yeah, they're like so autonomous like, like the robots, like eight legged crate carrier things. Like no, thank you. Mm-mm. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, Miss definitely. I was almost like just. Well, I actually do have one. I have one other point on about soul sick, but I was thinking almost like they talk about the beast of burden, proffers body armor and firearms. I was almost wondering if this was just something carrying something. Could this even be a literal beast? They didn't necessarily say that it was a robot. Just necessarily that something eight legged is carrying cargo. I don't know, but I don't like it. It is. It is Anything weird. with eight legs is not okay. I'm with Mrs. Hyven on this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I did want to comment. I love spiders. On I'm just going to put that out there. I hate spiders. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Just um, for, for a little bit of timeline, you were asking. So the cards, as you mentioned, that have uh, soul sex scent, uh, one of the earliest cards we have that from, as you mentioned, was Gold Fragment Darkness. And now this is this is the uh, Sky Shock Alert, if you're familiar with some of the D1 yeah. lore. This is when he yeah. issues basically this alert. Uh, where um, basically Rasputin basically initiates protocol for him to basically take control of everything and prepare for like basically full-on attack on humanity. And not only, you're probably familiar with the Skyshot alert, but he also at the very end says, I'm invoking Carhey uh, White and assuming control of solar defenses. So at the mm-hmm. point when he issued all these alerts, this command was issued and he took control of all defenses in the solar system. Also, um, in the other book that it's referenced in, Cosmogaia 1, uh, that same alert is sent to the crew of uh, Yang Liwei mm-hmm. bef- during right all the craziness the that happens. Um, they yeah. get a tight beam from Solsex sent. They're declaring uh, Kare White emergency. emergency. And as we just read, that same emergency was just declared. So this is so happening. This is the on, emergency so this is that Mara Senna did not follow yeah. and continued and ended up getting sucked into that other. Exactly. So this yep. is this timeline takes so place that's, yeah, when that's Mara really was getting timeline. when Mara and their crew was getting well when they were making their decision to to continue on and not go back to Earth is the same time you know they're getting this alert on Titan and the same time that Rasputin is basically issuing it to all the people on Earth that all defenses are taking over. So this is like right when the collapse is full on happening. So all these yeah, all these line up. was supposed to mean like hey your ship needs to come back. Yeah. And also I think I just I just saw Yes. Um yeah, but anyway and then also I thought I saw something about certain exos working for us soul sex scent. But yeah, soul sex scent has to do with Rasputin and like security for the solar system. Well, and it would make sense that they have some exos there. I mean, yeah. Well, at one point, because of military, yeah. And at one point, it was talked about how Rasputin kind of controlled some exos. Yeah. I also just one of the fun facts from this card that I found was the, um, you know, we talked about all these different things of like how technology has advanced and all of these. You know, right before the collapse and during the golden age. 
Um, so the paragraph where it talks about a silent alarm throbs through her sensorium like a snake coiling around her wrist, basically notifying her that someone has had pre-symptom um, of a heart attack, like, and the EMTs are on their way now to basically, I guess, stop it. Um, because, like, so, I mean, just to show you, like, the technology that they were dealing with, and I just think that was, I, I found that paragraph very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we see these sensoriums do, like, everything. You can get messages, you can hear Crazy. things, alerts, you can take pictures, but, like, even someone like her who's high in command, she can use it to, like, get messages that, like, one of our, like, crew members just had a heart attack. Like, that's So now my question crazy. is when they said that um, basically I'm killing all of your satellite uplinks except for text and basic flight telemetry, is she able to kill, like, the sensorium link? Mm-hmm. I would Probably. say that the sensorium it's, is... reminds yeah. me no, go ahead. stupid in Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the sensorium mm-hmm. would just be like what was attached to your brain kind of thing. In the same way, like if they uh, shut down the cell phone towers, your cell phone wouldn't work, but you would still have your uh, cell phone kind of thing. I just want to comment that you put down your drink, Mrs. Hyman, at the same time Orchid. No, at the same time Orchid picked hers up. So it literally just looked like you handed her a cup. Like I handed it off to her. (laughs) Oh, are we? Oh, because we're in the same. You guys are next to each other on the stream. (laughs) That's hysterical. That was hilarious. Yeah, I guess. That yeah, that hand goes to where hers was. Oh, so yeah, funny. see, you put your arm over and she it goes in yeah. and it looks hilarious. Yep. That's so funny. That is awesome. And so if I were just like... You grabbed it from her. You guys should have like uh, the same cup and it would look hilarious. Like I'll you. send you... We have a we have a matching <laughs> to our cutie pie. It says stud muffin. That's adorable. And Lazarus, the lich in um, in chat said, "So we're all destined to become exes in real life. Only if I can mm-hmm. have the sexy eight hundred one hips." I would. I want to glow like eight hundred one. Right. Right. I mean, I at some point, we're like working towards cyborgs. You know. No, the joke with my friends and I is that I'm, we're all gonna have hot robot bodies later. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't mind being. Yeah. Don't need them now. I'll have them later. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I get to Just equip myself how I want. I mean, they already make say, robots I think, I for you that. Want. So. Hilarious. <laughs> you know what I want. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> that makes I didn't the even whole, mean like, it that way, but why all the is conflict on sexual now? <laughs> yeah, right? Because the I ex- made it Everything that between way. you two lovebirds sounds that oh, way. Yep. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> other thing was it is clarified. Morgan totally remembers... David, and in fact, it still holds a grudge. It's yeah. like, yeah. David, that what are you doing here? Oh, wait, are you still an ethicist? And he's like, you better believe it. And she's like, I'm not interested. So we see there's a little bit of still going on between these two. And yeah. it's kind of well, implied that has I'm something to do with ethics. Probably the fact that she's an exo now. I think this was is... a really great card for um, Orchid to read because she really got all the sass that was in here. Very good. I did. She hit it yeah. all. Thank you. I'd love to say I tried really hard on that sass, but I didn't. Sometimes sass I'm just, just naturally, naturally sassy. Does. Yeah. God, yes. I, I mean, yeah. I mean. Is there something you want yeah. to say? Now it's another positive infinity. It's infinity times infinity positive. All right. Mm-hmm. We should probably move on. We've been, yes. we're already at about two yeah. hours and we got a lot to go. Yep. Oh my God. We're only halfway. Don't tell me that. 
Kalki's Burning Sword, Part 1. The beam kisses the rising shuttle and cuts through it like a wire through a block of butter, as if the ship and everyone inside were as thin as the hydrocarbon sleet. Thunder booms, louder than Earth's, through heavy nitromethane air. Mia watches the debris strike the smooth black ocean and sink. She can't breathe. There is something like a whittled mulberry branch stuck in her throat. Do you realize this is your fault? Morgan too groans, inviting no dispute about whether it is in fact Mia Vanderven's fault. Yes, in a complicated way. But rather, asking her if she accepts it. Do you see, Mia? Do you see how you killed people? It was a good plan, she thought, smuggling Shanice Pell out on the evacuation ships was the right thing to do. Because it put Shanice Pell's personal autonomy above the needs of any enigmatic emergency protocol. Because it gave Shanice a choice about what to do with her data. Instead of yielding that choice to Morgan and her exos. Why? David Korosek whispers. Morgan, you murdered all those people. Why? It should have worked. Mia never betrayed herself to the Exo's electronic warfare with a telltale signal. She didn't warn Pell with a crude mechanical sign, like a blinking light or a gushing faucet that a watching AI might detect. She hid her alarm in the social chaos of the Arcology's evacuation. Simply by failing to renew a hold order, she allowed one of her security frames to detain a Clovis Bray executive in Dome 2. The Clovis corporate embassy sent a team to unsnarl the situation, and that unexpected Clovis sortie triggered Shanice Pell's sentinel programs and kicked off her red alert evacuation protocol. She was already evacuating, just like everyone else. But now she believed, correctly, that someone was after her. Shanice and her lab ran before Morgan's exos could reach them. Ran with the data Morgan came to silence. The probe. This must be about the Pell deep space probe. That demonstration of self-sufficiency that caused such vicious, quiet controversy. What did it find? When Morgan II's network senses warned her of Pell's flight, Mia thought she'd won, saved the radically self-sufficient scientist from the big bad war mind and its paranoid goons. But Morgan too had just covered her glowing eyes. Administrator, didn't you understand that I was the humane option? Didn't you think? And down from the sky, swift and stealthy as the warsat that fired it, came the invisible discharge of an X-ray laser to light the shuttle's propellant, like a lantern. 
The beam path was hot white, straight as poured silver, collapsing instantly. A crash of pure tone thunder as the tunnel of burnt air closes in on itself, and the shuttle opening like a ghastly blossom, the shape of a thing going upward very quickly, no longer in one piece. Oh no, Mia had gasped, not understanding at first. Was it an accident? Had the phantom disaster finally arrived on Titan and struck its first blow? This was the age of life, and governments did not, ever, use force against human beings. There were always alternatives. Every soul sacred, every evil treatable. Then she understood what the war mind had done. Alright, so Rasputin is his protocols are full on taking over kind of that morality that was originally thought to be so important. Um, we see that the ship with at least one individual was shot down uh, by Rasputin using one of the war sets. So, um, yeah. Also, we do have confirmation that her name is Morgan too. So crown six would be a call sign. Yep. Um, so they're still following the same, uh, the understanding we would have of Exos. Nothing completely new there. And that they, she refers to herself basically as the humane option. Basically, these Exos or this group from uh, Soul Sex Scent came as basically like kind of like an olive branch. But apparently, whatever was discovered by an the olive probe. Olive branch with a knife? Yeah, right. well, when the when the I guess right? when the alternative yeah. is to just be blown up by a satellite, it's at least a l- little bit better. But yeah, and that's sure. but yeah, I mean it's it's kind of sure. rough. Like Morgan specifically basically tells Mia that she just killed this you know, this at least one individual. You know, who knows? She could have had her whole team on her science station, but unfortunately like whatever she discovered was important enough that it was not allowed to get out which is very odd because as they talked about they're in a society they're in a in a golden age where governments don't use force where the um like the um where like the citizens are the like are in power you know it's not a militarist every mil- person is sacred yeah it's not every a militarist militaristic society um but whatever is involved with you know the sky shock this old this alert that's going on by the war mind is apparently taking completely over like free will and kind of like your choices and stuff so everyone's kind of shocked which is kind of rough when you're already having like quite possibly something going on that your whole planet i mean your whole your whole like civilization where you live is about to be destroyed and then you also basically have the government security swooping in being like we're here to steal all the data and like put a stop to whatever's been going on kind of thing. So So are there um war mines around every settlement then? Um like satellites? The oh, war sets? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Rasputin controls the war sets, but he's just got war sets right, all over the place. It's Yeah, so but is like Titan surrounded by war sets? Yeah. I mean, well, we know there's like a bunch so. on Mars, but that's because like Rasputin's on Mars. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think. We don't have a um, 
uh, a public event with like the war stat drops, Mm-mm. but um, that could just be like game game mechanics just to have some variety in all the different planets. I mean, Titan is really small, so yeah. And even as then, in terms of like game maps, Titan's really small. And also, and the even fact then, that, like it's not a, a grand area or anything. Yeah. So like, it's not even a like Warsat hitting yeah. it could that would destroy it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And you know, the Warsats, I guess, in game when they fall, that's because they like need to be repaired. They're they're supposed to just kind of like float around in space. And also, there yeah. were like no people on Titan for the longest time, so you know, Rasputin mm-hmm. might not have to monitor the planet. Yeah. Well, and even then, like, so during the Red War, all of the Warsats fell, which Mm -hmm. is why they had to be relaunched in Warmind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would suspect that there would be Warsats in orbit around all human uh, um, colonies. Settlements. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the word I was looking for, but I couldn't. Around all human yeah, settlements. Just, yeah, I was just unsure if there were war sets everywhere or if it was just around where, like, where a lot of humans congregated, like Earth, Mars. What we know, like Rasputin that. can put them wherever the heck he wants. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's one of those things where like we built an AI and we told it what it could do, but we gave it like full reign to have morality and decide what to do and at this point it's kind of like you can do whatever you want because your parameters aren't like stopping you so yep yeah Sputin's got some power we see that here yeah all right well i guess we should move into the next one we still have a little ways to go just a little bit next is kalki's burning sword part two Now she kneels, trembling on the carpet, outside Pell's abandoned lab, as Morgan II shouts in grief and rage. I didn't want this. Do you understand? I came here so she wouldn't have to die. Then you should have told me, Mia screams, and that mulberry rod shoved down her throat feels like it's punched through her heart. Would you have believed me? Now Morgan's voice is machine flat. I showed you our weapons. I told you we were prepared to kill. But this? An entire shuttle? All those people? Those poor, poor people? I know what this means, David Korosek pronounces. He's gotten down to his knees besides Mia, but he won't reach out, won't touch her without consent. A war mine fired that weapon. War mines don't take human life. Unless they're in the twilight exigent moral territory. What does that mean? Mia demands, wanting, needing, some kind of sense. It means, Morgan too says, mercilessly, that all human beings are assumed dead without protective action. The war minds are now acting to maximize survival, not to minimize harm. Death is cheap. The garden's on fire, and it's a race to save whatever we can. That's not sense. Mia can't make sense of that at all. What if they're wrong? David gets to his feet, 
Morgan, they just murdered a ship full of innocent people to contain this data. Is the secret worth it? What if they're wrong? They can't be wrong. They're too smart. Oh, no you don't. You haven't forgotten that much. He comes at Morgan, fearless in his authority, for all his physical powerlessness. You know intelligence is semi-orthogonal to morality. The war minds obey human stricture because we built them to live in our tiny patch of the moral landscape. Goodness is not an inevitable absolute. They can be smart without being right. Morgan II's shoulders flex in a surge as cold and silent as the light on Titan. Most of the sun's light does not survive to reach this place. What do you want from me, David? He is almost comically taller than her. I want to see the data. There are still copies here, aren't there? In the Pell Lab? I want to know for certain that it had to be contained. It's too dangerous. It came from inside the... Morgan cuts herself off with very human haste. It's too risky. You know what I am. Now he is begging her. You know what I do, Morgan. Studying human morality, rendering it elegant and explicit and complete so that we can explain ourselves to new life, to new life we meet. You know I can be sure. Morgan, please, for the sake of our friendship. Mia does not get to hear the rest of this conversation because a message explodes into her sensorium with such demanding totality it numbs her fingers. Boss, Ishmael Barat shouts, we're accelerating. What? Maya conjures up telemetry from Titan's satellite halo. What's accelerating? She calls for da radar data, a map of Titan's surface, and then she sees it. Her moon is squashy. Titan is deforming from a spheroid into an egg. Something out there is pulling on Titan, a hand with a force greater than Saturn's entire mass, and the moon is answering the only way it can, by bulging outward, already 15 meters, still growing. The pull will cause strain, tremors, tides, and when the pull lets go, there will be a wave to make Shusundra and Atrahas and Noah and Manu and Dusalion cower in fear. Burglamir might have navigated a deluge of blood, but not even he had to sail on liquid methane. Nor reckon with the apocalyptic tidal forces of a second ocean, 14 times as vast as Earth's ocean combined, buried 50 kilometers below the surface. So that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's just <laughs> in the kitchen right there, boiling some tea, because um, my throat's kind of mucusy. Um, okay, <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that got me here is what's accelerating? Like, that was her more the planet. like... The moon. We can't possibly be accelerating, not what is accelerating, right? Yeah. Like, she knows what accelerating is. Well, she's yeah. wanting to know what 
is being referred to because it just says we're accelerating. Okay. Like, like just, what? what? It just what? says what? We're, yeah. From when I heard it, it was, was like, just like, wait, what? Like, I don't know. It just like hit me kind of weird. And then um, I also think it's interesting, like the way I guess messages take certain priorities. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I found that interesting. The big thing for me was like it, it's literally saying here Titan is deforming from a spheroid into an egg. Mm-hmm. So like something is acting on it. Yeah. Some kind of force or like the Hyven said earlier tonight, some kind of gravity. It's it's just deforming the moon. Right. Yeah, so I think this was the reference to the uh, question we had earlier, talking about, I, get, I don't remember exactly what the question was about, but having some type of control of gravity or tidal forces or something like that, um, that the darkness seems to It was pretty much have. how did the darkness affect Titan. Mrs. Hyvind, what was our question from earlier? You want me to read the whole thing again? Just the important part, well, the second part. The what part? The question. The actual question. The actual question, not oh, the background. Okay. Laz. Yeah, was it from Laz? Yeah. Yes. I guess I could just, Laz was in chat. I could just ask him his own question. Yeah, he's still in chat. You could ask him. Are we asking him, or am I reading this? Yes, or? you can uh, reread it for remember the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um. So the actual part of the question. Um, I'm going to need a full rundown on how the darkness warps the environment of Titan. Okay. Got it. So at this <laughs> point, okay. the darkness Turn the ball into the egg. appears to have control over gravity or tidal forces. Um, there's actually a nice video, if I can find it, I will link it, um, that Bife made about some links to the darkness and uh, controlling gravity. Uh, one of the connections has to do with the uh, Zizigi that happened in the Books of Sorrow. Uh, when the plan- uh, all the moons lined up on the fundament, we know that there was mm-hmm. a giant wave. Um, mm-hmm. So it might not necessarily be gravity specifically, but it could deal with tidal forces. Um, because once again, it had to deal with, uh, moons lining up. We know that oceans are affected by that. However, here it's not just tidal force, I would argue, cause it's not just that the, uh, ocean is, is changing. It's like the full on planet is stretching. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that would be the, why I think it would be gravity. And especially when you stop and consider the Omni hole. As I was just about to say, when you start throwing dark matter into this, we talk about, a. um, What's uh? What is Asher's favorite line? <laughs> Omni hole. Yeah. Oh, you don't know about the Omni hole? No. Did you miss that Tell episode? Tell me all about the Omni. I'm sorry. You don't know about the Omni hole? No. <laughs> Just the look on her uh, face, was like so. I'm intrigued. <laughs> if you go back Tell me to more. um, you have what, missed. If you go back to when the we very first, first episode of the Marasena. The Marasena. Yes, it was a whole mixed. It was so there are things as as an astronomy teacher, you know that there are such a thing as a white hole, <laughs> at least theoretically. Mm-hmm. And so theoretically. dark hole. 
I mm-hmm. I think I kind of coined. I don't know what if I made like? this up or where I got this from, but I coined the term omnihole. What the um, <laughs> the fleet of the Yang Liwei went into because it was referred to as a basically a black hole. I don't remember if it and was a white. white I don't know if it was a white hole with the outer ring of a black hole or what exactly, but it was described as a mix kind of evenly of like light and dark. And so it wasn't a black hole. It wasn't a white hole. So I called it an omni hole because it was an all encompassing. Which is also, which is also why Awoken say they're born from the light and dark. Right. Yes. And as far as Laz's actual question, he's referring to what celestial event occurred to make this happen to Titan. And I would argue, like, nothing specifically occurred. I think it is literally the um, entrance of the darkness into the solar system, or at least it's acting upon. Um, We don't have any, like, record of this happening to any other planets during the collapse. However, we do have records of Yang Liwei being pulled um, mm-hmm. In the same way, and they refer to similar things happening um, during their basically interaction with the darkness and or basically we now kind of know them to be the pyramid ships uh, that because we know that those are what entered during the collapse from Shadowkeep. So they have some act. Are you what are you are you trying to get someone's attention or, you know, you can speak. Yeah, she is. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to know I wanted to be next. I don't have smiley face chat right now. Yeah, you do. Oh. Why don't you? Because, I mean, I, I got close you and then you're tiny. Huh? I guess I do. Oh, anyway. Sorry. Oh, there we go. go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. Oh. Okay, I don't know if this is a video you're looking for, but I found at least two Bife videos that I think would be helpful. He's got one on Destiny 2 lore, sea monsters on Titan, a Leviathan of Titan explained, and another one on Destiny 2 lore that says everything you need to know about war mines. I feel like both of those are helpful. Those are good, but those are not the one I'm referring to. Uh, Lazarus the Lich further said in chat, but what celestial event occurred during Titan's flooding? That's what I was referring to. That's what we were talking to. Talking okay. About. I was too busy over here reading. We said streams. we don't know. Yeah. We don't know of what specific event other than just the introduction of quite possibly the darkness or the pyramid ships. They mentioned that they were accelerating and that the moon was squashing. Um, however, it does refer. So, you know, that can mean obviously is it compressing or what? But it does specifically say that it's pulling. It's pulling it into an egg shake, basically pulling up the two poles or at least. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, and gravity that is, Yeah, is when it's pulling, pulling it, right? two ways, it's kind of squashing in. Uh, but we also say that it's yep. accelerating. So its axis is changing due to the shape and the nature of the planet completely changing well, at this point. it also be accelerating in one direction as it's pulling, like, down, creating the sphere to go into an egg? Well, you know, so, so really planets, we, you know, we all have our, we all, they all have their axis. If you change the shape of a planet, it doesn't have as... Um, proper access but yeah i mean there's definitely some kind of gravitational pool happening there to create whatever is going on now the question is what's causing it it's just the entrance of the darkness i do believe i'm going to try to find that um that video when we read the next card um and see if i can't link it in chat 
because I honestly, it's been a little while. I had had some theories and I had a full rundown with this and a tie-in to unveiling and mostly the Books of Sorrow. But as far as like the actual question, like what caused this, we don't exactly know. The pyramid ships, it seems, have some control over gravity. It wouldn't be crazy because of the paracausal nature of the traveler. And if we're to be believed the pyramid, if we're supposed to believe unveiling, the traveler could be the, like, the, um, basically is the, oh my god. What am I trying to say? What is, what are the two entities in unveiling? Gardener, winnower? The gardener. Yeah, so the traveler would be the gardener, <laughs> and the pyramid ships quite possibly could be the winnower. So we see paracausal nature, so quite possibly controlling gravity could be one of the superpowers of beings of existence themselves so i think like i only have speculation at this moment well i suppose we'll get into our next cards right yep yeah i think it's my turn to read yep, yep. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna read sundown distress and i'd like to emphasize that this lore card is all capitalized sundown distresses not the whole card sorry the whole card card title every single letter <laughs> it's all from the, the screaming card. perspective no all right i'm gonna read it for real now mayday 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 all circum saturn stations monitoring guard this is new pacific ecology declaring a sundown loss of habitability event we have 2.9 million souls aboard we repeat Titan is no longer safe for human life. We are experiencing massive tidal forces of unknown origin. Our physics cluster detects mass growl, fantion strikes, and sterile neutrino scattering. Possible origins include a compact dark matter object, a lambda field influence, or a polarized gravity device. Satellite LIDAR confirms a tidal bulge of 40 meters, 400, repeat 400% of ordinary tidal deformation and growing. We anticipate massive cryoseismic activity as the tidal effect recedes. Total crustal reflex will trigger a multiple hypocenter ice quake swarm. Surface effects catastrophic. We are attempting to decouple tidal anchors and loosen the ecology substructure. Blue water vessels are now transporting frozen citizens to lifters. We require all available ships with interplanetary capability to receive refugees. Contact New Pacific Traffic Control on approach. Be advised that we have no contact with any circum-Saturn ships or stations and we are transmitting in the blind. This message will now repeat. Mayday, mayday, mayday. All circum-Saturn stations monitoring. Guard, this is New Pacific Ecology declaring a sundown loss of habitability event. We have 2.9 souls aboard. We repeat, Titan is no longer safe for human life. Well, this is just the uh, alert that they put out in the warning to other ships. Um, you did really good with all those words, by the way. I'm very impressed. Thanks. That was difficult. Good job. Yeah. I actually, I so know those words are hard. Hyvin was talking about the playback that our headsets have been doing and it sounds very like echoey and almost like it's kind of coming over like a, 
like an alert system. So as I'm saying, yeah. it, like, yeah. it sounds really like how it should sound like in an alert system kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm digging the sound. We'll get used to this. We'll stop listening to ourselves eventually. But I don't mind it, actually. Yeah. I was I actually like, kind of like into it. Well, you know, I was I was just worried. There was gonna, there's no latency. It just makes my voice sound kind of like. No, it's, it's crazy how there's no latency. Like crazy. So, I mean, I can talk about like a little bit of the science. So LIDAR is um, it's like radar, but with lasers which is cool. Oh, that's awesome. And so all it does is like bounce lasers off of things and then it gets this like really spiky map back so you can tell um, what the evolution or what the what the elevation change is between objects. So in forestry we use it to determine like tree density in in actual forests. That's cool. I'm used to lidar um, and like astronomy, tree science. but that's pretty cool applied to the trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, LIDAR can be used for, like, soil science, tree science, stuff like that. Tree science. Um, and the cryoseismic activity, because they, at least scientists now, like, posit that the the water, like, crust underneath is actually frozen. But I think it's actually liquid water because the crust or because the core is still warm. But because of the actual um, movement in the bulge, like I was talking about before, I was like rudely interrupted by my internet. Like it causes <laughs> friction. And so it actually like will melt everything and make things hotter. So you could, if things start warming up, you could get mixing of like the water and ammonia and the methane because all the temperatures are rising. Yeah. No, so I think yeah. that's kind of cool. I was thinking also instead of I like mean, you te- probably won't, instead of like but... tectonic plates, they literally have like ice down there. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like ice sheets and it's kind of like yeah. a giant glacier kind of only like yeah, hundreds really of know, under- Yeah. Well, I would say at least at least the yeah. science that they're kind of playing up in this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. cool. I, I think it's really cool too. And like some of these, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, like LIDAR's real. You know, we have like phaeton strikes, sterile neutrino scattering, mm-hmm. some of the like, it's, it's just kind of yeah. cool to see how they institute some of that stuff. And um, we have reference to all those things, uh, multiple points in Destiny when referring to mm-hmm. it beings like the Taken specifically. Um, and so aspects of the darkness. So we were talking about the tidal forces before on the planet. Well, these are linked with phaeton strikes, sterile neutrino scattering, and uh, compact dark matter object. Um, and so that makes us think of like the black hole or the omni hole uh, in the Marasena. We have the uh, sterile neutrino scattering. We're back to the omni hole. <laughs> From the um, nothing escapes the omni hole. Uh, nothing, nothing escapes the omni hole. Your butt is the omni hole. What? Hey, Mara went in there, so. What? We have sterile neutrino scattering <laughs> referred to in the Taken. So we can basically defer that quite possibly uh, the pyramid ships were basically entering the system. And whatever the heck they do, it seems the first thing they do when they enter the solar system, maybe it's even like a form of war. They basically ruin like the laws of physics, which is... Yeah. Kind of a nice power to have if you want to try to like screw up the people you're trying to mm-hmm. conquer. If you can like straight affect gravity. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what they've done, though. We've seen 
like that's how they quite possibly got the hive to do what they wanted to do to be kind of like the minions um i mean that's what they've done to all different aspects of the solar system so i think it's just kind of right. it's kind of cool are we moving on? <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, looking at we chat should. now. That's a good idea. We're going into food, shacks, cooking tomorrow, <laughs> all kinds of things. I think of... we're all just um, hungry. Oh, morning. I did yeah. want to go on a couple of things. <laughs> Not only do we have a big bulge <laughs> in the planet. Oh, my God. Right? Did wow. you see my face yeah, when I was do. saying that? I was like, oh. Oh, we do then. Okay. But I just thought it was interesting. If you notice, they are uh, decoupling the tidal anchors to loosen the arcology substructure. So um, they're basically trying to remember they're kind of on water. What is so they're the trying arcology to, substructure? They're trying to disconnect from the, the planet. Things that attach it. Yeah. Underneath attach the water. What? They're trying to make it float. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So it moves. They're trying make to make it float. float. The, the arcology. So what is the arcology? So you, so you know to, when you're on Titan, the thing that you land on. Everything. The whole structure no. is. That's the arcology. Titan is the one that looks like there's just big oceans when you're running around. You're is on Titan the ocean. The one that's like really red and beautiful. No, that's Nessus. Nessus. No. No, you know really the one that looks like you're in a Titan. mall. There's a little Roombas running around. I talked about it earlier. The little yeah, ro- the Roomba ro- one. Ro- robots. Mm-hmm. And you're right, like, like inside. It looks like you're in a mall. At apartment some point, you're just going to need to play more of the game. Hive. <laughs> you're just going to need to play more. I'll show you. Either way, the whole planet, like the only land, is just like these. Imagine giant oil rigs. They're kind of like oil rigs in the middle of the ocean. All right. Only yep. it's like so it's like cities floating and on the ocean. Now we want the oil rigs to float. Yeah. Well, when the planet yes. is having like seismic activity, at least you kind of go with the water like a ship riding a wave. That's the hope. Sure. All those ships that I've steered in life. You've played Sea of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm never allowed to steer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can barely raise the anchor. <laughs> I can't steer in that game either. So. <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. All right, let's go ahead and move on. The Water Sun Part One. Mori Yamashita drives through bad water. It's not water at all, but that's what the dolphins have nicknamed it. Bad ocean, because it sucks to swim in it. At nearly negative two hundred degrees Celsius, the methane is so viciously frigid that vacuum the acme of pure go- of pure cold is actually keeping Moray warm. He wears a soft suit stuffed with microscopic layers of vacuum, packed in turn with crystalline nanostructures that prevent even light from crossing the gaps. This means the chill cannot get in, and his body heat cannot get out. So he is now baking to death in an ocean as cold as Dante's ninth. Uh, Of course, he could vent heat, the suit allows that, but the spreading warmth will force nitrogen out of the methane-ethane ocean and the bubbles will slow him down. This is unacceptable for a lot of reasons, one of which is that he's already too slow. Liquid methane is about half as dense as water, so his huge fins and hissing thrusters struggle to push against it. Another reason is that he will die if he can't get back inside in time. Mori, his sensorium whispers. He's turned the volume way down. Come back. This isn't worth your life. Sorry, Mia, he thinks. It has to be worth my life or I'm worth more than them. And I know I'm not. I put them there. It's my job to let them out. He's always loved the stupid little swarmers. Dome 2's understructure crouches around him. A maze of ultralight support struts and twisting bundles of cable. The shadow of a behemoth supercarrier blocks the dim sunlight above. 
He feels the thin howl of the ship's thrusters, fighting to move out of mooring at Dome 2 and haul another load of frozen people to an evacuation lifter. If Mori looks down, his lights illuminate a dusty wash of azotosomic plankton? Sure. Primitive methane life? Neat. If he looks back to Dome 1, he can barely see the sleekly fat form of the Dukier. The water ocean research submarine docked to the arcology's underside. EF Baba Tunde is in there now, probably begging someone to tell them what's happening. He heads down. His dolphins are already safe in open water. He has to get the swarmers out of their research pen. Tidal anchors decoupled. Um, Ziana McCraig reports. Dome 1 substructure is as loose as I can make it. Dome 2 is showing temperature faults, but I've got drones on the way. Maury, please. We have no idea what'll happen when the quake hits. Get back in here. I'll be back in a few, he promises. I'm just going to cut the research pen open so the swarmers can get free. Oh, Allah, Ismail Barat whispers. It's gone. What's gone? Mia demands. The title pole. The ghost mass. It just left? The moon is collapsing back to spheroid shape. I'm detecting primary waves in the subsurface ocean. It's a quake. It's a quake. Mori, get away from the substructure. Get clear. Mori imagines 60 plus meters, a bulging moon. Titan's mass hauled up into a teardrop pointed at the sky, suddenly released, smashing and scraping and grinding back into equilibrium. Cracks in the ice spewing plumes of water and ammonia. Continent-sized shelves slamming and rebounding and caving like bergs the whole vast inner ocean sloshing back into its shape. The swarmers, he says, and he jettisons his buoyancy tanks. Without that lift, he is so much denser than the bad water around him that he plunges like a skydiver towards the cross brace below, where the swarmer pen is anchored. Titan's gravity may be gentle, but even gentle acceleration adds up. He hits hard, and the spin metal surface blasts the air out of his lungs. He gasps and gags scrabbles back for purchase before he slides off and falls into the abyss he's going over no no he's not going over he will not fall so i looked that up azotosome it's yeah i can't pronounce that it's actually an oxygen-free methane-based life form on titan Yes. yes i just can't pronounce it it's awesome more real world stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Titan's pretty neat. Um did you have anything else you wanted to mention right That now? that was that was my biggest thing. I was looking that, that up because right. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Words are hard. Yeah. So I just want to comment on this is there. I appreciate this. One. I think hard. Mrs. Hyver would too. That this uh, researcher is literally risking his life right now in order to free the animals or the, the the species that they found basically on this planet that they were researching and so that they don't get turned into mush when the earthquake hits. So I think that was very, very, very kind. And Mori is a wonderful person. Um, but some interesting stuff is, of course, because he is swimming in a nitrogen-methane sea, Methane is liquid at, you know, we have this, he's at a negative 200 degrees Celsius. 
So he's in basically a vacuum tight suit. And something interesting is he's made of something basically it's made of a uh, um, crystalline nanostructures. So uh, nanotubes are like a technology used to make all kinds of cool stuff. If I don't know if this will work, but there is something called uh, snap. I don't think this is going to work. Nope. Well, look up Vanta black. It is a color of black made out of nanotubes. It is so black that it reflects 99.96% of light. And in fact, somebody actually beat this record at some point with a 99.99%. I'm not sure what that color is. It's from MIT. But if you look up images of Vanta Black, when you apply Vanta Black, it's used with a nano tube structures that's applied through a chemical like through a process it's not just a paint color that you just paint on necessarily um if you look up the color vanta black quite often you see a picture of these two statues and the one that has vanta black on it you don't even see like the outline of the face i mean there's a picture of a guy holding a basketball mm-hmm. that literally just looks like it's a black dot on the screen um so this color vanta black is basically kills take takes away all light so apparently they painted a car with they it. They did. Yeah. It's crazy. That sounds dangerous. There's yeah, a just a bit. There, I forget who it is, but there's one artist who there's a whole controversy. There's like one artist got the rights to this. Like and uh he made Oh yeah. yeah. And there was people trying to like make something better and you know, there was a whole like art debate. But he made this one thing that was supposed to be just like it was like a pit that was like painted in this black. But it looked just like a hole, like someone had painted on the ground that like someone fell in and it was, it's just crazy. But my original point was, so this is made out of uh, nanotubes. And so his suit is made, is packed with crystalline nano structures that prevent even light from crossing the gaps. So once again, they're taking technology that we are working on at this point in order to basically use it as insulation. No light gets in, which means nothing gets out. It's basically just kind of the absence. So it makes a really nice vacuum and with a perfect vacuum you are not it's basically like a a, a um, insulated water bottle if anyone's familiar with like hydro flask or um what's mm-hmm. the thing what's the i want to say yeti yeah yeti not blue yeti like the microphone but yeti basically that's just <laughs> those are just like two layers of like steel with air in between them and the air acts as insulation mm-hmm. so basically this suit is insulating the negative 200 degrees celsius of this ocean with the whatever body temperature he's got going on right now so it works really good at keeping him alive but unfortunately it's also keeping him really hot so if you've ever been like in like a room on a hot day and your body heat just is like if you've ever podcast and you don't want to turn on your ac because you're worried about (laughs) it being too loud that's kind of what this made me think of like he's trying not to lose oxygen it's also if you're in scuba diving you can adjust your buoyancy um by like adding um air to your basically your life jacket i forget exactly what it's called and also releasing it so ballast no it's called not pda but it's something like that um and you basically can float you can go up and down and all kinds of stuff but if you suck with it, you just waste all your oxygen. So that's kind of what I was thinking. This guy is just like at the very, very end, he just ejects pretty much everything just to like sink really, really fast. And I hope that he saves the animals. And that's pretty much what's going on here. Yeah. And I, I looked it up real quick as well. Um, 
negative 200 degrees Celsius is negative 328 degrees Fahrenheit. No, I don't work in Fahrenheit, so I know negative 200 degrees Celsius. We do. A lot of people do. You know what? I would love to switch to the metric well, center system. I it would only be easy. Work in but... Fahrenheit, so I don't know why you'd want to work in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit's dumb. Because it's what I know, man. It's what I know. Yeah, but 32 degrees is freezing and well, 212 is definitely boiling. You could have zero and 100. Well, it's definitely it's harder, better. but it's like anything that you learn, you're kind of like stuck with, you know? This is what I know. It's true. I don't even know all of whatever system we use. Standard. Like Imperial. miles and stuff. I don't know what we call mm-hmm. it. You know, like there's yeah. the metric system. And I, told, I just said. Whatever crap. Imperial. Is standard. Mm-hmm. We yeah. really. Okay. Imperial. I thought. Well, you, both. I thought it depends. Sometimes like for like tools and stuff. We call, we call it call standard. standard That's metric. such a dick move to be like, we're standard. Yeah. They call them standard. It's like the World uh, Series when only um, our country participates. They call um, them standard and metric. That's America. It's America for God damn it. Anyways, America. I barely even know the full-on standard system. Like, how am I supposed to switch to a metric system? It's actually really, really it's easy. easy. Everything's a multiple of 10. Why? Yep. It's I can't. This is why so much easier. Everything's super easy. And it's easy. more can't precise, do it. too. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it. It, it also hel- okay. like it also doesn't help that Mrs. Hyven doesn't use the standard system either regularly. So, like... Yeah. There wouldn't be a, an actual application for her as opposed to Orchid. True. Who uses it well, every I use, day. I use metric. The equivalent of like time. what Th- I measure That, that was my point. Is... Like there's nothing that. Nothing really. Right. There's nothing that Mrs. Occasionally Hyden in baking, I cook with cups and ounces, but that's like it. I would appreciate it though. You should work with grams. It's better. That one I don't like. I don't like grams. Look, that's why I have Google to convert things. Okay. And you just ask Alexa. <laughs> well, I mean that too. She'll tell you. All right. She can oh, yeah. Either. Well, but Alexa should we kind of a yeah. bitch. stay on topic? <gasps> she is. How dare she you? can be. She's been nice, except she's okay. been waking me up We're at 12. Keep going. Oh, just we didn't mention the fact that. Um, the... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you just said she's been waking up at 12. Literally, as you said that. Her alarm just went off for it's time to play. Literally, we were as up one night that. because uh, Mrs. Ivan was feeling well and couldn't sleep, so Turn we started playing some games on Alexa. And she was like, "Would you like me to give you a reminder to like play this game daily?" And we were like, "Sure, that sounds fun." Except for I didn't know the alarm was going to be set for like twelve thirty eight every night. <laughs> and I can't get her to turn it off. I've Literally, asked, as you said that, I asked her to stop, and she won't. Creepy. I summoned. So if her. I'm asleep, I just hear you screaming. Did. Would you like to play like some like song? It was something? terrifying oh. one night. Oh my god. Oh, I can just see it now. Hello, Mrs. Hyven. Would you like to play a game? Right. She can control our <laughs> lights and stuff now too. So she's really creepy. Yeah, we've put her to work. Jeez. She's yeah. in charge of our bedroom lights now, which sounds scandalous, yeah. but it's not. No, she's in charge of my bedroom lights, too. Yes, we have played Jeopardy on Alexa. That was one of the things we did that night. It was so much fun. All right. what? Did you play Skyrim on Alexa? Have I have not. I have not. I knew that you could do that. <sighs> it's so much fun. It's very interesting <laughs> looking. I haven't tried it. You should do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we need to move on. We do. I just wanted to mention yeah, what we, we didn't mention leave. was the planet just got released from its title force. So, it's like 
it's like taking a rubber band and going yeah pretty much like how we have big tsunamis when like a little like some plates move their whole like planet just like freaked out so they're about to they're and their planet's made of water so this is about well liquid this is about to get rough yeah oh geez and we'll find out about that in the water sun part two Mm -hmm. the gecko grip surfaces on his forearms catch and hold he says and he has never meant anything so inane so deeply the swarmers seethe and pulsate in the perforated plastic sack. Not Titan's highest life, nor its lowest. They hive across the icy sea bottom in enormous braided patterns that speak to Mori of intelligence. Not individuality, not even at the hive level, but some kind of vast concert conducted, perhaps, by leviathans down beneath the ice shell, communicating across the barrier by magnetic whisper that the swarmers receive via organic squids. An ecology spanning methane life and water ammonia life. Why? How? Mori wants so badly to know. But if his curiosity brought the swarmers here, only for them to be caught in the quake, dashed apart against the arcology struts, he'll never forgive himself. He should have set up a remote release, but he was complacent. He gets a fistful of the pen's smart plastic surface and fires the disintegrate signal through his glove. The polymer shreds and the swarmers scatter, their tiny bodies siphoning liquid methane as they pump down and away. Safe. Safe. I made it, he calls jubilantly. On my way back up. The quake hits. 150 meters below, the icy basis of Kraken Mare rolls like liquid. The arcologies answer the low geological wail with a cacophony of groans and shrieks, joints flexing, tethers snapping taut, substructures soaking up unthinkable mechanical energy, trying to keep anything from breaking. Something must have frozen hard down in Dome 2's substructure. Something must have grown brittle. The snap is almost spinal. The smashed hulk of a drone tumbles past Mori as he tries to skull backward, away from the super-dense arm of Plasteel, dropping like a guillotine through all-too-thin methane to strike him in the... an absence. He's on the ice seafloor, 240 meters down. Someone's shouting in his ear, It's Mia. She's always there in an emergency. Always there for her team. Maury! Maury, you're awake! Respond if able! His sensorium tells him he's been in a medical coma while cyto-machines fight to save his life. 
massive blunt trauma, concussion. The suit, as ever, tougher than the human being inside. Dome 2 has toppled partially. It's leaning toward the sea on damaged substructure. He should go help. Mori, Mia says, in a level voice he does not recognize. He's never heard her scared before. Listen to me. The quake is over. But a shelf of ice collapsed into Kraken Mare. The displacement wave is coming in now, and you won't be safe on the bottom. You must reach the surface and get above wave level. That will be at least 50 meters. Surface? Wave? About 50 meters? Mari cues a blast of noatrope to clean up his thinking and grunts aloud in shock. He gets it. Oh, he gets it now. He has to run. I understand. I've lost my buoyancy. Ascending on thrusters. He makes it to the surface. He's up there in plenty of time. He can even see Dome 1 still intact, though a lot of the surrounding rigging is damaged. One of the creepy exo-soldiers stands outside, beckoning to him with a laser dazzle, guiding him in. Mori opens his suit wings to their full membranous span. A single mighty stroke of paramuscle cups the air and hauls him up out of the sea. He's aloft. Titan air is thick and Titan gravity is light. And like a huge bat, he can fly. He puts his head down and starts building at altitude, headed towards the beckoning Exo. The Exo's laser blinks code at him. Oh, go with God, you poor... Mari looks back. First, he sees the supercarrier, tragically buoyant, tragically light, built for seas with gentle one-meter tides, but now riding the greatest wave Titan has ever seen, directly into Dome 2's crippled understructure. In a 152 kilopascals of air pressure, the pandemonium sound of the collision has the gut-mulching power of a rocket booster. The entire arcology collapses down onto the ship, into the sea. Then, he blinks past the devastation and recognizes the sheer scale, the utter speed, the complete imminence of that unthinkable methane wave coming down at him. Oh man, he says. And then he died. Someone totally just... Uh... Moved the show notes on Elemist while he was reading them. Am I the only That's person who saw that? That's why the pause near the end. Okay, it's been getting highlighted like randomly the whole time. I was like, "What's?" Yeah, or it's been highlighting like nonstop throughout this whole thing, and I'm like, "Who's touching this?" Oh, it's been Oregon. It shows us. I was trying to keep myself awake. I was like, "Oh God, where did that go?" You actually show up as your name. All three of us are signed in as anonymous. Something. Orchid's oh, anonymous I buffalo, apparently. Oh. Even though I'm signed into Chrome as myself, it doesn't pop me up as myself mm. on this. 
No, I'm signing as myself too. Yeah, it's weird. Well, he makes it up, guys. He saves. So we see Mari basically gets down, releases the swarmers, and then like gets knocked unconscious. And by the time he's waking up, he's told he needs to get to the surface before before basically practically undercurrents and giant waves like wreck him so he needs to get high enough to dodge them he gets up there and then i just want to comment on how this is the coolest suit ever and i want one it has it's like a bat it's got gecko grip it's insulated to negative 200 degrees celsius it's got rocket boosters like thrusters and then he lands up and then he flies it's like an all-terrain vehicle he's got a rocket on it and everything like fuck yeah I want that. And then, yeah, he... I want that for a weekend. I, I, that'd be so cool. And then he probably right. dies, but mm-hmm. so you could have his, but... <laughs> if I don't if you could recover like, it. You can recover. The bottom of Titan. Right? I just see... Well, so, yeah, I just envision enough. it. He, like, flies... No, I He, like, starts bad. coming up. This Exo's like, all right, everyone's evacuating. Like, come this way. We gotta go. And, like, he takes off, like, this majestic bird into the air. And it's, like amazing and then all of a sudden the exo is just like oh dear god and then he looks up and realizes there's a giant wave just like throwing the whole dome understructure like on top of him and like i find it interesting i like that the car just the book just ends here because we know titan your mom ends here do we know that titan just kind of yeah, she does. doesn't exist anymore. So this is kind of just what happened. Basically, that wave just destroyed <laughs> almost everything, and a lot of people got off the planet. It sounds like, but uh, yeah, I really need to go to Titan, you guys. I feel like I'm gonna see it very differently. You've been to Titan, reading this card. But... Oh yeah, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like I've never apparently really paid attention. Sounds apparently. like you. It, you play it's games. Pay attention to all the scenery that's far off. You know, I played on Wormhaven the other day, and I never actually looked out, like, on the little cliff face by Heavy until I was playing last time, and I was like, oh, that's where this is. I had no idea. Like, it I didn't mean, even don't get me wrong. A crucible map, man. I view all of that no. sucker, especially when it's new to me, because I get very lost on it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Planets, not so much. Like, I get really into, like, looking at the tower but like on planets, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm trying to complete an objective or find somebody or shoot something. That's why I'm always telling you to stop. stop. And the like reason you're there. Yeah. Yeah. She I'm doesn't stop to listen to like dialogue, player. look at what's around her, do anything. It's slightly annoying sometimes like, because you're not the only one. But people dialogue. be like, "What am I supposed to do?" Well, if you listen to the audio or checked your inventory where they told you to look, you would know. I have okay, I have yeah. some other friend who's always like, "What the am I supposed to do?" Kind of like and a I'm switch like, to me, huh? The inventory kind of like took me a while to get used to. Yeah, it's true. I'm I used, used to, to have it, that like I tabs pane that like said, you know, what I needed to be doing and was pretty clearly written out. So Destiny I mean, I, I have reading. a better understanding of the inventory now. Yeah, a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah. but it is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to look at. Anyway, um, like I got major. Books of Sorrow Zizigy vibes here. Mm. Pretty much. They just like to kill people with gravity. God wave. And waves. Mm-hmm. Well, is that it? I think that's, I I mean, think that's so. it for the book. That was the last entry. 
Oh, I think there is one thing. He has like little nanobots in his blood. That's so cool. Is it though? Because when yeah, I think of that, that, I think we're of, gonna have um, that in the next like five years. It's cool. I think but of Stargate Atlantis well. when like they started. That's cool. It's coming. Like you think of replicators from Stargate. People on accident. Well, like I'm a I mean, they were in guy, Stargate, so. but they were also in Stargate Atlantis when they well, put that's like nanobots. What I mean, Stargate. In, I just yeah. mean Star- Stargate is a reference mm-hmm. to the whole series. Yeah, but like just in general, like basically they started trying to heal somebody and it worked. But then when there wasn't more to heal, it went into something else, but they died like halfway through it and then she bled out. Well, that was that's unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's programming. But yeah, like in the future, we could have little mini robots in the blood. I'm like, oh, nope. mm -mm, mm -mm." Yeah, Yeah, but you could have them like attack too. Yeah, you don't want to be like the first person to try them. But (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, sign me the hell. Be like, sorry, you didn't firmware update. You're going to die now. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I would totally die. If it's as reliable as my internet, then I will definitely die. Right? I never have updates. Like, I never do updates. Hyven's always on my computer. Like, oh, my gosh. Just do these updates. I'm like, I thought it automatically updated. And he's like, no, not everything. I'm a cybersecurity person. You're hurting me, Mrs. Hyven. Thank you. Literally, I come... I come from a family where my father goes to like, he used to go to like Best Buy and update all their computers. Not for work, just as a consumer. He'd walk in (laughs) and be like, oh my God, this laptop needs so many updates. And he would literally just start updating everything. It was amazing. So we'd go to the, we'd go to Best Buy and we'd update the computers. I want to do that just to like force them all into the we're updating screen with like the happy face on it. Oh I just love just make them all so look much. at no. various shades of we're updating screen. The funniest thing is it would be if you could like uh, have an old like copy of like Windows XP and just like load XP up on all the uh, laptops. I'm sure someone would catch I wish you I had by a then. copy of XP. So your dad always makes me think or, like of something jokes, old and I need to read this dad joke to Elemis. That I told you okay. earlier because it was great. All right. Let me it hear says, this. Let's end it. Let's end it on this. You heard it already, but it's great. It says, airport drinking fountain is broken. My 10-year-old. More like H2. No. Right, Dad? Me. Beaming with pride. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love it. I love it and I hate it. I want to read the one that you that you told you sent me the other day from your coworker. Oh, oh my god, the one from Zell. Really? Ready? Ready for this? Like you ever heard the yeah. joke about the two right. flashers? Guys, this came from a 69-year-old no. attorney at my office who nice. loves to 69. tell that. Did I tell you the one about da, da, da. So, you heard the joke about the two flashers? One of them looked at the other and said, "I'm thinking of retiring." The other one said, "I'll stick it out for another year." <laughs> He always has those jokes and they're hysterical. And he always starts with, literally, he started that with, did I ever tell you guys the one about the two flashers? And we were like, what? (laughs) He's like 69, originally from Jersey, was like a hippie back in the day. He's like the best. I love him. Excuse me, guys. Well, everyone's left us at this point, so we might as well do shout outs. Let's, let's finish this sounds good well, shout outs time it's shout been outs. a long run it's time to finish elemist uh-huh, elemist shout outs go oh holy crap uh ishtar collective did it for you 
Boom. All right. <laughs> I'm going to shout out Star Collective. Continue. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Star Collective. Uh, shout out to my co-hosts because thank you for giving me something to actually look forward to this week. Now you get to look um, forward to editing all of this. Yeah, right. Too. I wish we could have given you something yeah. better to look forward to this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't think that shout out through. Nope. <laughs> We're glad um, you enjoy our dumpster fire. I will agree this week felt dumpster fiery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a this bit. This week was a dumpster fire. Just a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to everybody who, who showed up in chat. Absolutely. You know, thanks for spending your, your night with us. We're giving the stream thing a try, guys. One day. We'll figure this all We're out. We're going to try and do it the first saturday of the month or if that falls on like a two-part episode or something the first solo episode of the month um but again this is a we're trying it our content is not super like streamy content but we're really lo-fi content yeah yeah Yeah. but um if you guys are enjoying it well, continue it. So it's fun to hang out. If you listen to the episode, you get the books a lot more orderly, and you can maybe get a good feel for it. But yeah, it's a little cleaner. You should still definitely listen back to the episode. But it's always nice to talk with everybody in chat. So yeah, I totally second that, Elamist. Mm-hmm. And same. that's it for me. I'm same Ishtar right. Collective. You guys, coffee. Because I'm tired, but I'm not going to go to sleep after this. So <laughs> oh, I I'm going to go drink a oh, lot of I've, coffee. I've been suffering from insomnia for the past couple of weeks. I, I think <laughs> I was born with insomnia. Ever since he know. left Oregon, he's not slept well. I'm Aww. not going to say what I was going to say. But maybe after. All right. All my oh, shout outs are over. I love you guys. Long time, Aww. but not like that. I, I love just... me too. It's like so precious. I love you long time. Love you a long time. <laughs> um, my shout outs are to yeah, everyone in the chat. Um oh, I do to all four hundred followers too. on Twitter. Super exciting, super awesome. Thank you guys so much um for your continuing love and support that just makes what we'd already be doing anyways even better. So um yeah, thank you. That just means so much. And shout out to um, Nick, our first t-shirt contest winner. Um, it was awesome when you replied back so quickly. It just made me so giddy and so excited. And I will also mention that Nick had a very good question at the end of his email. He asked us, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Which only felt fair since that was the question everyone had to answer as they entered the contest. Um, so we, we sent him back our answers for that day and it just totally made my day and it was so exciting to get to send him like the t-shirt options and everything. And these are totally my babies. Um, so it was it was kind of awesome. And I look forward to everyone getting to enjoy that store when it officially drops on the 25th of this month. I did just notice we had two new followers for our Twitch tonight, too. So, Hey, that's exciting. Hey. Well, shout out Hooray. to them, then. One of which is Cholesky. Yay! Love no. for Cholesky. Pierce8710 yeah. and the man offline. World, oh, so. also, I know I shouted him out last week, 
But shout out again to Joey because he um, made a personal sacrifice this week to um, spend some finances towards his parents. His father, unfortunately, got injured and had some hospital bills. So he took um, some of his savings to help with his dad. And that is just really awesome. And um, he said his dad is definitely doing better. His mom sent him a picture of his dad surrounded with like 20 different tacos and something. He's in Mexico right now. Oh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) right a yeah. buffet of tacos like authentic tacos he promised to send us taco pictures yes and updates. um so oh, taco. um shout out to joey again i know i already shouted him out but i've been talking to him a lot lately uh through twitter and he's just a really awesome person um and even more so showed this week as being a really awesome son and um just i know that was a hard sacrifice for you to make financially dude but good for you and um i hope your parents know how awesome of a kid they have mm-hmm. yeah shout out also to the um, man offline because he's still hanging out with us he's, <gasps> he is he said oh it might offense i didn't know i end. wasn't following yes. so does that mean he is following oh. now <laughs> yeah he was one of the ones who's following Thank you. oh yay awesome. he's the other one okay yay i can't see um, as well I, I don't have it up anymore so oh so we have a couple people still i wanted to like <laughs> Not use my internet <laughs> to watch what I'm already seeing. Yep, yep. That makes sense. I don't That's know fair. what my internet's going to do. So I'm just going to watch you guys. That's fair. Um, yeah. I'm going to shout out um, something that doesn't have anything to do with Destiny. Um, my friend Ala and I are going to go see BTS in Santa Clara in two months <laughs> or something. And I'm so freaking excited. We got silver package floor tickets, and she is like five foot zero, so she's not gonna be able to see the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad. That's hysterical. Well, I'm so, super excited I'm for you like, guys, and I think good life moments oh are God. totally worth a shout out. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just like the most excited. Yeah. You've had like I a just, hellish week. I'm like, you needed that win. Yeah. I'm like, because we were waiting for like the official fan tickets on Wednesday, and I'm like ill as shit (laughs) at home, and I'm like refreshing the page. I'm like, come on! Isn't it nice? I was really sick for like a one of the Destiny releases, and I was like, I swear this wasn't planned, but now I'm prepared. Yeah, no, I was. I didn't know what I was gonna have to do if I had to get them on my phone because I couldn't get them on my computer at work. But I was at home because I was sick, so. It worked out because like it kicked her out of the. T- we were gonna. We agreed that whoever got the tickets first would be the one to buy them because you can only buy two tickets. But then we we got it. Yay! Awesome. Also to the man offline. Um, <laughs> I was recently. Well, our podcast was recently tagged in a response to a tweet. Someone had said something about doing audio recordings of all the lore books and. Um, one of our current followers responded with, you know, we were kind of already doing something similar. So I kind of went through and looked for a bunch of people through there. I just like stalked the people on there who were like, yeah, that would be cool. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to follow you so know we, that you know we're here. So <laughs> I was mildly stalking that post and I just <laughs> followed a couple people who were potentially interested in something like that. So I'm glad that my creepiness didn't uh, scare you yeah. off and you indeed indeed did come find us. Yep. And, and if this is your I first you episode, enjoy what you've been to listening podcast, to. Because you can actually really get the yeah. books in total. We edit all this. Well, Elemist yeah. mm-hmm. lovingly edits it all nonsense. up. So, yeah. We just yeah. do the nonsense. This is just the so. streaming nonsense. So, yeah. To anyone. Yeah, we all have your, our jobs. Yeah, I was just saying to anyone, if this is your first time. Yeah, yeah. 
This is your first time. Yeah, for an hour and a half episodes. There's cleaned up episodes in the podcast. Yeah. This is really insane. Thank you so much for your support and following back and checking us out. Um, If you haven't already looked at the Discord, come look at the Discord. We're super chatty in there. If you can't tell that we're already just pretty chatty people. (laughs) Since we're talking about Twitter, um, as a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can follow me on Twitter at hey, it's orchid. Or you can follow Mrs. Hyven at Mrs. Underscore Hyven. Look for our hashtag hot takes on Tuesdays um, when the episode drops. It's a little different now being on the podcast yeah. somehow being wrangled to be on the podcast i still don't know how that happened suddenly i was here suddenly uh, salad. <laughs> oh my God. suddenly here um but yeah so it's now it's like i now know what's on the recording because i was here but before it was just like listening to the nonsense at work and just spewing whatever like my brain decided to put up on now the Now you internet. got early hot takes. So now it's different. Yeah. I have early Preview. hot takes. Most yeah. we love, love, love to hear your guys' hot takes. Um, yeah. I just want to compliment yeah, in Discord Orchid on, on that beautiful segue without having to say segue. Yeah, thank you. She nailed it. She did. I did. I, I preferred Transition Question. Brother, but that was pretty good. Ooh, I need to work on that shirt, too. Mm. I'm behind on my shirt work, guys. <laughs> I got, like, creative well, block you're... for a while. I need to get back yeah. in. Well, you know, a lot of us have creative block. And, you know, like, sometimes it brings up questions. If you have a question for us, you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Damn, she's good. Uh, Elvis is the one. I'm so good at this. Elvis is the one that... Um, that takes care of the email account. I actually have that officially attached to my phone. Bam now, it to so. all of I've us. actually started checking it every once in a while. But. Yeah. With the t shirt contest, I've officially been checking it. So I actually got to email back and yeah. forth with Nick, um, which I kind of like tagged in several of my emails that I was talking to him because they were kind of like all over the place, like super excited emails. And I, if I like, read anything, was, like, I tried I tagged to just it with, un- like, make the GOL team. for Elemis to find. Yeah, I like said like the GOL team and then under like it in parentheses, I was like, but really Mrs. Hyven typed this. That's why it sounds like a crazy person was put in charge. <laughs> um, you can also leave us a review. Uh, hopefully it's a little more organized than this podcast has been tonight. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound can, great after uh, Alamus edits it. Oh, I hope it's going to sound great after Alamus <laughs> does his thing. But watch him just take out all the empty spots and just throw it on the internet. Hopefully that long bit would we I hope were, not uh, because there's like a 30 minute recording of me like, I, I think my mic is muted. So maybe you were muted, but I was muted for mom. a little while. But yeah. <laughs> Mine wasn't we were because um, sure we were it. off stream, but I was still recording. So an entire conversation for Elmas and I is still on there. Yeah, for all like of this conversation. Minutes. No, oh, yeah. No, computer. all of my mom's conversation yeah. would be in the recording then because I was muted on Discord, mm-hmm. but not in Audacity. Yeah. So that's nice. going to be great. Awesome. <laughs> he, um, he's going to remove so yeah, that. Please leave us a review. <laughs> please leave us a review. Uh, on iTunes or Podbean, wherever you can find our podcast, um, Google Play, and join our Discord. Our Discord link will be in the description for the podcast. Um, it's also on our Twitter, Guardians underscore Lore, mm-hmm. and it's on my Twitter. And if you just want an invitation, like we'll send you one. Yeah, just send us an email, and we'll make one for you. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Come, feel free to talk well, to us for... through any platform. Yeah. Thank you for joining us tonight with our all of this. 
It was a lot. Sleepiness. It was a lot. It was awesome, and I was so excited to use this new setup, and I cannot wait Mm -hmm. to hear how it sounds. Well, I'm excited to uh, actually fix it all up and critique it for next week. (laughs) Well, I'm going to bed, so you enjoy your coffee and setup. I don't believe in sleep, so. He doesn't. It's weird. Well, I guess that's not good. Uh, well, you and all of us can play video yeah. games. Yeah, I might say do that. Goodbye. Honestly, I'm probably going to put a goofy mm-hmm. movie on and try and knock out. I might watch some TV, too. I'm going to go watch The Mandalorian again. I'm that's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> that's what I All right. Do. Well, good night to all, all right. you who are going to sleep, wherever you may be. Yeah. We'll see you Take guys. Take care. Bye. Did you say bye, hun? I did. I said hi. Apparently, work is fun now. Everyone said bye. Bye. Cool. You said bye first. Bum bum bum. Goodbye. No, just bum 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 bum. Good. Bye. Freestyle. Reboot.